Welcome to the WDW News Today podcast. My name is Eric Morton. With me, as always, is Tom Corliss. And look at us dorks today. We both showed up in the same shirt. This wasn't coordinated. No, we're. It's not like we're on a bowling team together. No, we just both. Wore, I walked in, and the first thing I said to you was, "You wore the same goddamn shirt." <laughs> well, to, to be fair, I got here first wearing this shirt, that and you live closer. Matter. You could have gone home. You live like less than a mile. I was going to waste our time home. and go change. Jake's got to get on an airplane. Yeah. And we are filming two episodes today. The Wigs are live with us, by the way. Yes. If you want to know about becoming a Wigs member, that's our Patreon group that supports us. Uh, WDWNT.com slash Patreon. And the Wigs get to watch us record live, uh, see all the stuff that happens before yeah. and after. And be the first people to laugh at the fact that we're both wearing the same. We look like two idiots. We like, really I'm looking do. at the shot. Like, we look so dumb. And, like, these are... Obviously, these are great shirts. They're not. They're not they the are. quietest, most understated shirts. No, out and there. when you see two of them in the same shot, it's a bit much. Yeah. So, sorry, uh, but these are park candy. These are great. They're very comfortable. This is a good one, though. The Oogie Boogie inspired. Yeah, the, I Boogie, mean, the artist, Boogie's Casino. The art is fantastic. Yep, you got the and the placard says. Uh, well, well, well. What have we here, right? Yeah, well, 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 what have we yeah. here? We have two mm-hmm. idiots in the same shirt. That's what we have. Two idiots in the same oh, shirt. I'm really I scared. also got the park candy. They have phone cases. I didn't even know. Oh. I went to the website and I was like, you know what? I like this phone case inspired by Spaceship Earth. Yeah. Pretty you cool. bought so park candy stuff. I like, did. I Some stuff they've provided us, but you you have gone. I went the extra them. miles. You know, people people got to the promotional stuff they gave us and, uh, and uh, scavenged it pretty clean before I could get to it. I you took know. They took the Boogie Casino shirt. I did. This is a promotional one that you're wearing. I'm wearing the kind that a consumer would buy. So there's a big difference here, right? Now, these are great shirts, uh, four-way stretch, very comfortable. Um, go to parkcandy.com or www.nt.link slash parkcandy. If you use the code WDWNT, you get a 15% Did you remember to discount. use it? Yeah, oh yeah, I oh, used it. Yeah, save myself because I bought two shirts and a phone case. Yeah, yeah. So you know who else I like to shop from? Oh, CarouselProducts.com, which is the home of uh, our pre-order for the Gertie the Dinosaur plush. Look at that. We have some video clips Look at her. that we can put in that I took at the park. I love her. She's great. Um, I'm hoping by the time I read this, or by the time you see this on Tuesday, they're still available. They may be gone. Um, oh, I hope they're gone. I want to sell out. Yeah, but I want people. I want everyone that wants one to get one. So. Yeah, otherwise we just um, wasted a minute. Yeah, they're fifty bucks, but also we like custom made them, right? I know some someone made a dumb comment on Facebook that was like, "Job custom, you just bought dinosaurs and you put things on them." Do you think they sell plush dinosaurs in this color? Do you think this is a common color? No. We had a three-month argument as to what the color of Gertie was. We had the Pantone chart up. We went to the park to it's look at like it. We're holding it with the light. and Please. It was a whole ordeal. But no, someone drew this. They then uh, created a dinosaur in the shape of our model. Uh, and then, like, there was a whole thing where originally they were going to—this was just a color— piece that was like on the tail and i said no the snow has to be dimensional like it has to be like the snow has settled on her and it is and also there's going to be a super cool this is the prototype um so the neck your the neck on yours is going to be a lot more upright and um also you're going to have an embroidered carousel products logo on the foot and 
Uh, also, there's going to be a really cool tag. We made a super cool tag um, yeah. that's going to hang on this. So I thought, you know, when I thought about uh, when I was a kid, St. Clair gas stations, you could get a dinosaur. Yeah. I think they were inflatable, though. I just remember seeing them hanging in the window. I always I, wanted. I one. think they were. Yeah. We only had one Sinclair gas station in my hometown. It yeah. wasn't the gas station the Morton family chose to go to, but I remember driving yeah. by there and being jealous. They like, were known for the dinosaur, dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. One uh, 64 Worlds for the 39. I forget which one was the Sinclair dinosaur. Um, there was a big cement dinosaur. Well, which gasoline is, the, is made of dinosaurs. Yeah, and that was the inspiration yeah. for the Cementosaurus at uh, uh, Dinorama. Yeah. Yeah. And also kind of Gertie. Gertie... Uh, Gertie is based on the um, Googie style, right? It's it's a, it was an LA movement, um, mostly an LA architectural movement in what like the 30s, 40s, sometime in that period, and that's what Gertie Gertie is based on that weird and wacky style. Um, there was no actual dinosaur building in in LA. It's just the idea is like, well, we pay homage to like the earliest animated character, but also Googie style architecture, right? When I when I was a kid, they had a uh there was a theme theme park, a little amusement park in Leavenworth near my grandmother's house. Yeah. Um, so Leavenworth, not home to like a gigantic theme park. Yeah. It was called Kitty Land, right? And they had your little tickets for each ride, and they had a little train, a little miniature train. Yeah. And uh, the guy that owned the place, uh, he owned um, th- called I think it was called Feels. But it was like a they made carousel horses. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, he would drive the train. You go, you went through a tunnel and everything. But the highlight was you would go under a dinosaur. Mm. At the end, that was that was best old Kitty Land. No, probably nobody on this has ever been to Kitty Land, but I have fond memories of it from when I was very young. Yeah. Um, and attractions are the focus of this episode, mm. right? So uh, there are a lot of Disney attractions that are repeated in some form around the world that are yeah. either very similar or identical in some cases. And some share yeah. a name, and they're yeah. wildly different. And some are very similar and have different names. Slightly yeah. different names. So we're going to go through some of those. And, of course, I have not been to every Disney theme park in the world. You have. My only frame of reference is going to be basically California and Florida. Yeah. Right? Uh, you're going to have to fill in the blanks on okay. the rest of I these. I do that. Um, there are attractions uh, that are not rides that I skipped, right? Things like little shows and and Animation Academy, stuff like that, right, oh, Where yeah. that are listed on Wikipedia as attractions. Yeah. Um, we're talking about rides. I mean, Animation Academy doesn't even exist here anymore. Right. I mean, so what well, is it? It's a, Walt Disney Studios Paris has it. Yeah. That's well, we it. have attractions on here that are uh, defunct, that are, yeah. you know, no longer in their parks, but we yeah. can remember, uh, hopefully, some of them yeah. we will not remember. Um, but I'm, I went alphabetically, and I'm going to start with Astro Orbiter. I realize this goes by a number of different names throughout yeah. uh, the world at Disney Parks. And also, like, the original versions of it were also duplicated, right? The the Astro Jets or Star Jets. Star Jets, yep. I don't know if you have that later on the list. But the Orbitron, the, yeah, whatever. But you... so, like, the original Star Jets or Astro Jets existed at Tokyo Disneyland, Disneyland, and Disney World, um, and then... Yeah, then later, obviously. And then Tokyo just didn't get the Astro Orbiter. They just ran Star Jets into oblivion yeah. um, until just a couple years ago. I, I think this is about as frequent uh, as anything appears on the list, which is to say this appears in five or appeared in five yeah. Disney parks. Uh, Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, uh, Disneyland Paris. Tokyo Disneyland is no longer 
there. Yeah. Uh, and that's another theme, by the way, that Tokyo is not shy about getting rid of things that everybody else keeps. Yeah, the speedway um, that and the speedway yeah. were the same for the same project. That was for the yeah. new Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. So the Happy Ride with yeah. Baymax and Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast. And, and finally, Shanghai. Um, yeah. It's worth pointing out. I don't have uh, Alien Swirling Saucers on this list, which is basically identical to Happy Ride with Baymax. It's the same ride system. Mater's Junker, uh, Mater Jamboree, Jamboree. Uh, Junker Jamboree, um, the Woody's um, uh, Roundup in Shanghai. So there's four. Is there another one? No, Hong Kong didn't get mm-hmm. one. Hong Kong was supposed to. I think the original Frozen Land had like a Sven one. Yes, I think that's true. It didn't happen. We were also the, did you know, the the one at Walt Disney World was actually um, around the time of Mater, they envisioned a different one for Disney World. It was with Cheese cheese the Mouse. Yeah, Cheese the Mouse. Which was the for the Pixie Hollow area at Magic Kingdom that didn't get built in New Fantasy. But I, I think, and we may, we we may disprove this later, but um, five parks is kind of the record, I think. Like yeah. I said, Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, Disneyland Paris, Tokyo Disneyland, and Shanghai all have some version of the Astro Orbiters. No, the record is si- there is one attraction that exists oh, you know in what? some form at all six. I could tell you what it is. What is it? Um, well, actually, I mean, like, not counting Dumbo, right, and Mad Tea Party. Yeah. Um, Buzz Lightyear. You're correct. There's now there's now One, two, only five three, of four, them. Four, five, six. There are two that are defunct. But there were there was six Buzz Lightyear. Hong Kong and Tokyo. They're defunct. No, Tokyo still has Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, well, Wikipedia lied to me then. <laughs> I'll just turn that. But green. there were six. Hong Kong is the only one that's closed the Buzz Lightyear ride, and they made it Ant Man and the Wasp Nano Battle. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Six. Sorry, I was incorrect. Five is not the record. So Dumbo, um, Tea Party, Carousel. Small World, I think, has no. five or six, doesn't it? Five. Does it have five? Shanghai for Carousels. What's talk. weird is that that on Wikipedia, anyway, they're, like, very weird about the carousels. They're like, yeah. this one's different. This isn't the same. A lot of times they'll be like, okay, these are the same. But they're Disneyland carousels, way different from Disney World carousels. Yeah, they, yeah. they I mean, they are. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, some of the carousels are Weird and wacky, right? So, like uh, Jesse's um, critter carousel yeah. is pretty wacky. And before that, that was King Triton's Carousel of the Sea, yep. which had weird sea creature. Um, and then the one in Shanghai is Fantasia themed, which yep. is one of my favorites. They're, it's very cool. Autopia. I'm just going to call it Autopia. Small yeah. cars that you drive around. Yeah, uh, there are a bunch of those. I don't know if any of them stick out to you. Um, well, two of them are gone. Right. Hong Kong and Tokyo are gone. Both got rid of it, yeah. Uh, they still have Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, and Disneyland Paris. That's it, yeah. Uh, any of them stick out as better than the others? The Paris one. The cars are super cool. And they made them with, like, these inter- – they're, like, these 1930s, like, Buck Rogers kind of cars. Mm-hmm. And the track, like, has actual lights embedded in it, like, these cool lights that do, like, a – they run in sequence, so they travel. The light pattern travels the track. Do they, they steer like better at, than the ones at yeah, the Magic Kingdom? Yeah, they're considerably Kingdom? newer. I yeah. mean, they were built in '92, um, but the views, right, especially at night, all the neon in that land and and, and Space Mountains uh, looming in the distance. It's that's my favorite one. I, the Disneyland one is cool. Don't get me wrong. I like the like off road portion. Yeah, and you pass the subs and you go under the monorail. And at one point, you went under the People Mover. Like it's ours sucks. Ours has always sucked. 
It sucked kind of less when the Skyway went over it, but that's only because there was something to look at. Yeah. Um, but it has been shortened like three times in its life. It was shortened for Oh, the Mickey's. steering is awful. Yeah, they shortened the track for Mickey's Birthday Land. They shortened it again for, for Storybook Circus, and then it was shortened again for Tron. <laughs> they just keep shortening the track. Um, it's awful. I hate it. I, I think it should be removed. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think we need it. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. You have that at Disneyland. You have Magic Kingdom, uh, Disneyland Paris, and uh, Tokyo. No, wait. Sorry, I got off on my uh, my lines. It's Excel. There's four. Yeah, we have in Tokyo. There's four. There's four of them. Um, actually, Tokyo is defunct. This says. Is Big that not Thunder? true? Yeah, no, that's not, not correct. Open. I'm sorry. I, I'm not good at Excel, apparently. Um, yeah. No, they exist. And there is. Uh, honestly, spiritually, there is kind of a big thunder in Hong Kong. The big grizzly mountain runaway mine cars is right. sort of a modern interpretation. There's also a really cool reference to big thunder on that ride. The dynamite is it's it's from Big Thunder Mining Company. Yeah, there's piles of dynamite, and I love that. You can watch it here on the channel if you've never seen Big Grizzly Mountain. I love it. Mystic Manor is the reason to go, and then Grizzly's the the other reason to go to that park. They're both spectacular yeah um and it's I'll, I'll just talk you know if we compare them yeah uh the one in at disneyland is superior in my mind to the one at disney world but right? both of those don't matter because disneyland paris exists right and that's the one where it replaces tom sawyer island and so the trains leave the station and dive under the river and come back up the other side and there's it's, I mean, it's the best Big Thunder. There's a drop into, like, the water. There's this really cool scene. Look, I like the tumbleweed scene a lot at Magic Kingdom. And passing yeah. that on the train, that's really fantastic. What I, Paris has this great scene where there's, like, the the, um, the donkeys are chewing on the laundry. Yeah. Or the, the goats chewing. the go, Sorry, the goats are chewing on the laundry. And there's the donkeys sitting there and they're animatronics. And it's really cute. And it's just gorgeous. That being like in the middle of Frontierland and across the river and the riverboat passing by, it's pretty special. Also, bonus points because it is called the same thing in all of these parks. Yeah. Where usually, for whatever reason, Disney change, slightly changes the name of all these repeat attractions. Does yeah. some of them drop the word railroad, though? Uh, not according to Wikipedia. That might Big be. Big Thunder Mountain I, I, Railroad. I don't know if at different points some of them were just called Big Thunder Mountain and then others had Railroad at the end, but maybe not. I thought that might have been it. Oh, thing. yeah. You, actually, you're right. Am I? Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, two of them have dropped Railroad. I'm really batting a 1,000 today. It's uh, okay. I, can I, we start over? <laughs> I don't think we have time to start over. Uh, we touched on Buzz Lightyear. Um Maybe one of the rides that is the most desperate need of refurbishment at the Magic Kingdom. This is awful. It's really bad. They're all bad. I don't like, like, they all aged poorly. And the Shanghai one's pretty different. It's mostly projection mapping. And so it's all sort of, it's a lot like the Ant Man and the Wasp Nano Battle is very similar in its system. Um, but I don't like it. It's mostly flat and projections. And I'm like, uh, this doesn't. We've progressed past this, right? Like in 1998, this was a really cool novelty. And in 2005, it was still pretty cool. Now we're at the point where these 
I don't think these aged well, and I think there are Toy Story lands in a lot of places. We don't need a standalone Toy Story ride outside of a Toy Story land in parks. Uh, yeah, and also there's just the, the, the guns suck. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, they work well in Shanghai because it's a whole new thing, but it's just, it's just so flat. Yeah. Uh, Carousel of Progress was once at Disneyland. Now, um, just the at the World's Magic Fair. Kingdom. In the world, well, that's not a Disney park. No, but it, it yeah. operated there. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot to compare here. No. Um, Casey Junior Circus Train. Yeah. There are two. Le Petit Train du Cirque, or is I, I probably butchered that. Which one do you prefer? What order? There, I like both, right? The Disneyland one is this charming thing that takes you back to 50s Disneyland, and it is, yeah. it is like, obviously, they've added new scenes to Storybook Land, but it is, it's like getting in a time machine. It, it's so charming, right? That and Storybook Land are so charming. The Paris one is beautiful. I mean, that park is gorgeous, Right, and so I mean that's a shorter ride that one, but it's still neat. It's more of a roller coaster there. I like both of them. They're both their own different thing. Country Bear Jamboree now shut down at Disneyland and at the Magic Kingdom. Well, I mean, it'll be back. It'll be back. Not as the original show, right. but yeah, Tokyo's still operating the original uncut show though. Some songs in Japanese. But still the original uncut show with the original animatronics that still look like they're from 1983. Like they're that's amazing. They are beautifully maintained, but you can tell they're they're a little slow compared to compared to you know the newer ones. But and just a quick note, I do like um, you know when we went on uh, Winnie the Pooh at Disneyland. Yeah, that they left. Melvin, Buff, and Max up, yeah. if you know where to look. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these people are Disney fans, and they know this already. But if you look yeah. in the right spot, they're still on the wall. My my dream is that this musical jamboree show will be fantastic, and people will love it, to the point where Disneyland management goes, hey, we could we should put that back and put that show in and replace it. Could you imagine, Eric, if we're part of the chain reaction that brings the country bears back to Disneyland. Could you imagine? You I don't think never, it would happen. I don't think it would ever happen. You will never hear the end of it from me. <laughs> I, I think that's a pipe dream. It might be. It might be. But but the IP music gives it a gives it a chance. I think people did that Winnie the Pooh ride at, at Disneyland is a piece of garbage. It's like taking what is a a charming and and solid dark ride and making it uh, incoherent. They they put everything out of all the scenes are out of order. The the vehicle for some reason just floats. It does this floating thing. The whole ride, like I'm Tigger, come bounce with me. The vehicle doesn't bounce. It just keeps floating. It it makes none of it makes sense. Um, Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes, which in Japan are the Beaver Brother. The Beaver Brothers. Yep. Do you know who the Beaver? Brothers Tell me the are? story of the Beaver Brothers. The Beaver Brothers are the ones who built the dam atop Chickapin Hill, which is Splash Mountain. The dam stood until Rackety Raccoon made an experimental blueberry moonshine uh, that he was distilling, and it exploded. <laughs> and it blew a hole in the Beaver Brothers Dam, and thus Splash Mountain was created. That's the backstory. I love it. Moonshine. So in Blueberry Moonshine, what? those characters do not get mention in 
either the or, or ne- did not get mentioned, I should say, in the California or Florida Splash Mountains, right? Um, but in Tokyo, not only are they mentioned, the Beaver Brothers have the canoe, uh, the canoe's attraction, but Rackety Raccoon has his own saloon that sells the delicious Critter Sunday. But no blueberry moonshine. No, it does not have blueberry. They all moonshine. decided maybe we don't make blueberry moonshine. Well, it's anymore. explosive. It's yeah. very dangerous. <laughs> I never knew that blueberries were explosive. <laughs> um, the railroad, Disneyland Railroad, Walt Disney Railroad. Um, what? Well, what, what's your favorite? I want to get your take on just give, give us the two. Disney World versus Disneyland. Give us. Oh, uh, so. Okay, Disneyland, especially if you just do the full circuit, right? You do the full loop. That part when you go through the primeval world and. All that stuff is just so great. Yeah. It's so great. And it's weird, right? Because you go in, it's like you're on a dark ride all of a sudden. Uh, But, I mean, I really like that one, except I don't like the way that you're seated where you're facing inboard, where everybody's facing inboard. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. It feels unnatural. Yeah. It's weird. Um, So, in that respect, the Walt Disney World Railroad is superior. Well, Disneyland has a train that sits forward. Yeah. But there is there 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 is but yeah um and D- Disney World look there's some cool stuff that you can see from the railroad like uh, but it, I think some of the Tumbleweed, some of the some right? of the villages and stuff like that when you get out there by Rivers of America there's stuff to look at and it's not something I do every time I'm in the park right this is something I do once a year twice a year yeah uh, Disneyland admittedly I'll do it almost every time I go to Disneyland yeah. so in that respect you'd have to say the Disneyland one is better even though. There's mostly those sideways cars, which I dislike. They made it better, right? When they built, like, everyone was so up in arms about Galaxy's Edge getting built and them shortening the river. And then that, like, whole mountainside debuted with the, like, the murder beaver, right, where he's chewing on the the truss. The murder beaver. Murder beaver. He's Yeah, there's a little animatronic beaver, and he's chewing on the truss. He's going to kill everybody. Um, But it's beautiful. And there's this waterfall, and they hid the phantasmic... Um, you know, storage with that, and um, it's really beautiful. Like they did a great yeah. job. And there's the the um, you know the Native American gentleman, the animatronic up on the mountainside, and it's really cool. They the, did a great job. The, but, the thing I'll say is, recently at Disneyland, um, they've added more trains to the track, but for a long time they had reduced it after the yeah you know fire and things. I don't I don't know if it's because of the fire. I guess I don't so. remember why. Um, but I mean, some of those station stops were super long. They don't. I do sat that. there in like the Toontown station yeah. for like twenty minutes. Yeah. And I we're with Arlo, um, one of our reporters out there, and he's like, "Oh, there'll be a train along in just a few minutes," you know. And like, no. Yeah. We sat there forever. You know, but, there is a train. What if I were to tell you there was a magical train ride, where there are no other stops, where you just get on it and you ride the full length of the ride. And then you get off like a regular ride. That's the Western River Railroad yep. at Tokyo Disneyland. And it's it has one of my favorite transitions in any attraction ever. You go through Big Thunder Mountain and you see the dinosaur skeleton for Big Thunder, then enter the tunnel and see the primeval world. Yeah. It's such a great transition. And then there's another, the Paris one has a similar cool transition, but it's not the dinosaurs. It's the Grand Canyon diorama. So you yeah. leave Main Street, 
you go through the Grand Canyon diorama and then emerge into essentially the real thing. Big Thunder Mountain appears across the waterfront and, oh, it's fantastic. Their train, the Paris trains are the most beautiful. It's the best ride. I love it. it it's fantastic. Uh, Dumbo, there's one with six. Yeah. Anything stick out about any of the Dumbo attractions that you feel sets it apart from the other versions? Well, we're the only ones that have the double. We have the double. And the playground. And I'm pretty sure ours go opposite directions from one another, too. They do. Yeah. Which is cool. I like that. The Paris one is, I mean, again, Paris Fantasyland is so pretty. That one being up on, like, the raised platform with the waterfall is really cool. And then if you go to Tokyo, it's the old Dumbo. So it's the reduced capacity with the disco ball in the middle, yeah. which that's what I love about that park. That park is like a museum. It's like half museum and the other half is amazing new rides we would never get in the U.S., right? So you can go on Honey Hunt and Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast and Monsters, Inc. Ride and Go Seek. And then on the other side, you can go on Snow White and Dumbo and Haunted Mansion and Pirates and all these things as they existed in Disney World in, in the 1970s. It's amazing. Uh, Flight to the Moon, Mission to Mars, no, nothing to say. I barely about those. remember either of those. Uh, Frozen Ever After. There are about to be four of them. Yeah. Well, right? no, there are about to be three of them. The Tokyo ride will be different. Is it going to be different? Tokyo has said several times their ride will be different. We don't know how different. So maybe I'll agree with you in a couple months, but they have been adamant that it's going to be different. Um, but I will tell you, I mean, we, I did, you can go, well, I'm not going to bore people again. We did the honest review of frozen land and Hong Kong go watch it. It's available. Um, yeah. but the, the Hong Kong one is far superior. Um, and I said, we we're going to just do rides, but do you want to talk about the Tiki room? Yeah. Because I do feel like there's something special about the Disneyland Tiki Room. Well, it's Walt, right? So I don't know. If, uh, I actually had this conversation with someone the other day, and I didn't know this wasn't a widely known thing. But um, you know why it's called Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, right? Why? Because he paid for it. Yeah. Wed didn't pay for it. Disneyland didn't pay for it. He paid for it. And so he his name was on it. Um and so that's why it's Walt Disney's Chantique Group. So that, that one's special because it was Walt, it was like a passion project of his. He paid to build it. It's this tiny little building. So it's like, it's very intimate, right? It's this low roof. It's very small. It, it feels like this intimate, special experience. It's like church, right? I jokingly say to people when we go to that Tiki Room, it's like, it's time to go to church. It does, yeah. it does feel like it feels like one of those special places. What's neat is it feels like a special place, but it also feels like welcoming and casual. Yeah. Like it has a certain history about it that makes you feel reverent, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you feel very at home and comfortable there. Yeah. And I, I, it's hard to put your finger on exactly what that is, but there's something special about the, the Tiki Room. It's Disneyland. the Disneyland thing, right? Because Disney, I, I forget which Imagineer said it, but Disneyland's like a warm hug, right? Yeah. That park is is very, the, the scale and the scope and, and the meaningfulness of that park, it's, it's like a big warm hug. Um, and another, another show, and I just mentioned this, this is not a repeat in any park, but there are elements from Great Moments of Mr. Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, Great Moments of Mr. Lincoln is at Disneyland. And um, but it has uh, Golden Dream at the end, right? So there's elements also has of that. Two, two brothers in the middle. Of it. Yeah, two brothers in the middle. So there are elements of uh, the American Adventure. Yeah, uh, there are also um, things that make you think of the Hall of Presidents. Yeah, 
And uh, so it's sort of this amalgamation of both of them in a, in a strange way. I mean, it's not as awe-inspiring as the American Adventure, right, where it's the yeah. grandeur of this theater. It's, yeah. again, like the Warm Hope, it's a smaller, more intimate space. Um, and I just think, you know, this isn't really on the list of something that's like repeated in parks, but yeah. there are uh, elements of this that are repeated in other parks. Yeah, I mean, there's a shared history of those three attractions, right? Yeah. I mean, so like Walt Walt did Lincoln for the World's Fair, and then duplicated it for Disneyland. Then when they built Disney World, his his dream with with uh, what was it Liberty Liberty Street or whatever was going to be at Disneyland was, could could you do a show with all of the presidents? Yeah, and so that was like the one the one thing Roy was willing to uh, let be built that was original. Um, for Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom was Hall of Presidents. And then, of course, 10 years later, they're like, well, we're building an America Pavilion. We need to do uh, something way more grandiose. Uh, and and what's funny is then, then the American Adventure is, is sort of the, I, I think probably if Walt came back to life and saw things at Disney World, it's the thing he'd probably be most proud of, right? I mean, he was, he was a tremendous patriot. Yep. And he would be like, you guys innovated. How, how do you have all these animatronics popping in and out like a stage show? This is incredible. Uh, and then that for that to cross-pollinate, for that to give back to its roots, right, when they redid yeah. Great Moments and they, like you said, they the put two, two brothers, brothers and, and um, some of the art is shared between them and then also the Golden Dream at the end of the show when you walk out. Um, yeah, but there's a little bit of DNA. They all share a, a DNA thread for sure. Yeah, and I think this is a an area where it really makes sense to do that. It really works. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like they're just sprinkling it in there because they had it. Yeah. You know, so um, that it's not a ride, but I wanted to discuss it. Haunted Mansion. Now, um, this is – look, I realize Phantom Manor is not Haunted Mansion, but it is Paris's version it, of the Haunted it, Mansion. It is. I realize yeah. Mystic Manor is not Haunted Mansion, but it is Hong Kong's version it of is, a Haunted Mansion. It is not, though. But it is – So here's here's my point of view. Phantom Manor is Haunted Mansion. It right. shares enough DNA, right? right? It just adds a story and a new location, right? That's what makes it different. Mystic Manor has n- almost nothing in common with Haunted Mansion. There is no, there's almost no connective tissue other than there's a tiny homage or two in the ride, which is like the bus set where the heads follow you. And like the Medusa painting, that's like well, it. and the, and the name right because it's basically like um, you went to a thesaurus for haunted and mansion and came up with mystic yeah. and manor, right? So there is some connective tissue yeah, there with I mean, the uh, genesis of the ride. Obviously, um, it's a different story being told. It is widely considered uh, one of the best attractions in the world. I think it's um, the best attraction. In the yeah, world. it is. Uh, you know, it doesn't have this sort of history of the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Which is what brings people back, right? Their memories of being on the Haunted Mansion and this yeah. sort of playful take on a dark theme. Yeah. And uh, something that's hard to duplicate, right? Because a lot of theme parks when I was growing up, they had like uh, a a haunted house yeah. or a um, – or a fun house, as yeah. they used to call them, and all those kind of things. The Haunted Mansion sort of leans into that, yeah. but in a lighthearted way that makes you um, have fun instead of being scared, even though there's scary themes all around oh, you, right? Yeah. There's a murderous bride. Yeah. There is a, a ghost pushing you out of a window at Disneyland, essentially, right? Yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of scary stuff going on, but 
I don't think even little kids get scared of the Haunted Mansion because there's something. Maybe it's the music. Maybe it's the silly gags that are the ghosts. You know, here they are in the afterlife, yeah. and they're not like walking around banging chains and and stuff. They're 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 playing. They're being playful and having a good time. So, yeah. um, I think if we're comparing the domestic ones, the one at Disney World, I think is slightly the Magic Kingdom one is slightly longer and better in some ways. And the one in California is shorter and um, better in some ways. I like that the stretching room is actually an elevator. I think yeah. that's an innovative way that they solved a problem to get yeah. um, you know under the berm. Um, and their Hatbox Ghost is um, makes sense to the story more <laughs> where they've right placed place. it. That that's a that'll make sense. I feel like the addition of the Hatbox Ghost at the Magic Kingdom was just because someone said get the Hatbox Ghost in there yeah. as opposed to like how do we tell a story with the Hatbox Ghost, and that has, it has not ruined the Haunted Mansion for me, yeah. but it has certainly made me scratch my head a little bit every time I go past it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, those are two great ones. I, I give the nod to Disneyland being the original and the, um, you know, the use of the stretching room. Uh, I think the exterior is better in Florida. I like the, yeah. the instead of that... I, Look, the the plantation, the plantation style in, in Disneyland seems to make more sense with the story. Yeah, I just uh, think Walt was wrong. I think Walt like yeah. had this idea where he's like, I don't want anything in the park to look run down. Yeah. But you're trying to tell this compelling story, right? And ours just that that building really nails it. Yeah. This uh what Hudson River yeah. type of style. That's cool. And uh, I think the Exterior of the Haunted Mansion is superior in Florida. It's a personal aesthetic thing, uh, but there's something special in Disneyland again. Now, I've never been a Phantom Manor. I've heard it's fantastic. That's my favorite one. Uh, far, Mystic, far Mystic Manor, Like Mystic, obviously. I see Mystic I don't consider part of the group. And there's no it's place else to different. put it. Maybe we just don't include it I, in it's our, just in Yeah, it's its, own, it's its own thing. But Phantom is, like, again, what, what happened so much with Disneyland Paris was those guys – Grew up going to Disneyland, and it is this love letter. It's like, what is the Disneyland Walt? If Walt was alive today and could rebuild Disneyland, what would he do different? And I think they nailed with Phantom, right? It's it's it's, it's a connect a a thoughtful storyline that connects to the whole land. This through line from all the Thunder Mesa yeah, stuff is incredible. It's so cool, and the character, the Phantom. It's it's a kind of a basic character, right? He's just this skeleton man, but. There's something about that character and Melanie and the, and the scenes and it's it's a very special attraction. Like my, I just took my parents for the first time last year and they they loved Phantom. Um, they're just blown away by it. Um, and then the Tokyo one is great because it is the Disney World mansion as it existed on opening day. So if you want to get in a time machine and go back and see the haunted mansion before any scenes were changed. Go to Tokyo, like the Escher staircase. That's still it's still the stupid spiders. Yeah, they still have the original uh, hallway with the eyes yeah. that follow you. Yeah, um, all of that is still there. It's still the original and the original bride, which you know I hate to be that guy. I hate. I don't like bride. Constance. Yeah. Yep, I like. I thought the projection thing was cool for five minutes. And then it wasn't. And the same with the hitchhiking ghost scene at the end. That was cool when it worked in the beginning, and now it's been misaligned and hasn't really functioned for the last several years. It's time to go back to the physical. And I know the rumor out there is that the Disneyland one is going digital now, 
in the refurb. And I hope that's not true because it just doesn't look good. Unless they've found a way to fix it, which is great, I I think we need the physical hitchhikers back. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. And just another minor thing. Not It's not minor, but yeah. uh, the queue in Florida is... It's more immersive, right? You're going through and doing this stuff. Disneyland is limited by space, and the queue for the Haunted Mansion there is fine. Yeah. But most of it is just kind of a bunch of switchbacks in a, in yeah. a yard. And I think uh, especially the addition, you know, some so many – when did they redo the queue of Haunted Mansion? 2011. Uh, yeah, something like that. I was going to say 2010, something 2011. Like um, they really – like – Forget all the interactive stuff that they added, which is cool and fine. They were doing a lot of stuff in queues at the time to keep people busy. Yeah. I just I just think that queue is better. Now, yeah. the things that they're doing uh, at, in California now, I think are they're making good moves, I think. It sounds like, you know, at the exit yeah. and, and areas like that, I think will be cool. See, yeah. I, I think you can overproduce this queue, though. I, like, I think about Tokyo and, and, and Phantom. Right. Phantom doesn't have a lot going on. There's a little gazebo where that like bell version of the of Grim Grinning Ghost plays, yeah. which eventually got taken for Haunted Mansion Holiday at Disneyland. And that's kind of it. It's the, other than that, there's just it's it's a garden, right? There yeah. there are planters and vases and things here and there. There's no tombstones or any of that. And I think it it builds the story correctly. I think it it's ominous. And you're like, I'm at this old creepy house, and this is kind of creepy. And I don't really need story elements, right? Like the only thing I needed was that, like that tea party that clearly ended abruptly, and the and the, you know, the this haunting music yeah. playing. And I think that's enough. Yeah, but that is part of a much larger story that's going on throughout Thunder Mesa too. So there is it is, story but none of it's spelled out, right? Like if I let my parents loose in Frontierland in Paris, they would have never figured out that that's all connected. You really have to go hunting yeah. for that backstory, right? Um, I, I think there's something to be said. Like I think the interactive queue, and I think look, look, I'm looking forward to what they're doing at Disneyland. But there's a chance with all those gardens and each one's themed to a they character and expands it. Yeah. the backstory. I think it gets too busy, and at that point, it di- it distracts people from the idea that I'm going into this old abandoned haunted house. I think it I think it can be distracting. From uh, despite going to Disneyland dozens of times in my life, I've never been to Haunted Mansion Holiday, mm. um, and I I really want to. A lot of people that's are like, right. oh, that's all that's ever there when I go. It just depends on what time of year you Axel, I remember Axel, Axel took like, several years it. before he saw regular. Um, the exterior is cool, but sometimes less is more in that sense. Sometimes it looks like a spirit Halloween It does thing. look like something exploded on the <laughs> yeah, exterior looks, of that looks building. like your neighbor that overdoes yeah. it a little too much on Halloween yeah. sometimes. But I, I would love to see that. It's I, I can't, cool. In fact, last year I think I missed it by two days or something yeah. like that. So it's, 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 I don't even like Nightmare. And I think it's fantastic. One of the Wigs members brought up Phantom Manor having Vincent Price, which is fantastic. Vincent yeah. Price as the as the ghost host, which um, for those that don't know the whole story, they recorded Vincent Price for it originally. They decided that didn't work great. They changed him out. And then in the refurb a couple of years ago, they did this mix of Vincent Price and a French um, host who sounds like Vincent Price. And it's it's it definitely makes it mm. special. Uh, here's something stupid also, maybe, uh, it is stupid, but it's me, um, is in California going through the front door of yeah. Haunted Mansion, 
And in Florida, I kind of like swooping down. It's like I'm going, I'm driving in the, the garages under the house. I'm almost coming in the side door yeah. of the basement. I just, I like that. It makes it feel more. Um, I don't know. It makes it just feels different than walking in the front door. That's fair. It feels like I'm uh, kind of sneaking. Like I've discovered this place. So I'm sneaking in. Yeah. I don't know. The thing that's weird about Phantom is the house. Like the house isn't huge, right? And so you get to the front door, and the front door opens, and the, the foyer is pretty large. And you think about it, like if you sit and think about it, you you're like. Yeah, the house wasn't any bigger than this foyer. The foyer's this, bigger than the house. And this stretching room, like, that's about the size of the house. Because obviously, yeah, theirs goes down. It, they, they have the Disneyland one, so it, uh, the elevator takes you down. And then there's just more house underground, essentially. And it's like, if you really stopped and thought about it, you'd be like, this can't work this way. This isn't all in this house. My... um. My brother, I remember one of his favorite books. I, gosh, I wish I could remember the title. There's a book. I think it came out in the 90s. But it's about this house that keeps expanding on the inside. Mm. It stays the same footprint on the outside, but it keeps expanding yeah. on the inside. I like maybe maybe it's a supernatural house. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, we have Indiana Jones Adventure. Yeah. Now, it does include Animal Kingdom on here with Dinosaur, <sighs> which I guess makes sense because it's absolutely identical in terms of going track to, and ride system. It's probably and it's going pro- to be yeah. more identical eventually. So there's also uh, this attraction that exists at Disneyland, at DAC, and at Tokyo Disney Sea. Yes. And uh, let me guess which one you think is best. I would have said Disney Sea, but I, uh, last trip I rode Indiana Jones at Disneyland, and everything worked. I rode it with Obviously you in the smoke. Oh, not last trip, but yeah, yeah. But now, like one hundred, I don't think I've ever had a one hundred percent ride on that. Um, and with the, they fixed the the lava pit, the smoke, and everything. And I, I'm, I like had a moment. Like, look, I go to these places a lot, and I've been on these rides a lot. So it is a big deal when I ride something I've been on hundreds of times and stop and have a moment where I'm like, this is amazing. And on Indiana Jones last trip, I had this moment where I'm like, this is incredible. This is one of the best things they've ever done. And the look, the Japan one is is phenomenal. I like the queue better in Japan. It's this whole temple. It's this Mayan temple, and it's incredibly detailed. It's fantastic. But um, I think I like the Disneyland one slightly better, but I love them both. They're both For amazing. Disneyland, that is a super long queue. Because they had to get you out beyond the berm. Yeah. yeah, that is a super long queue. The only thing I will say is I have not been on it in Japan. Um, that comparing it to Dinosaur, um, the weird thing to me was that there are times on that ride when you're you're seeing the other vehicles a lot in yeah. Indiana Jones. You're you're just seeing the other people that you know the you have like passing an area you yeah. just passed. It's a little weird, but I it's a great ride. I I I wonder why. Maybe it's just my imagination. It seems like the one in Disneyland breaks down a lot more than it does. than Dinosaur. And more than the being, Disney Sea one. Yeah, being the same ride It system. was the first one. They made yeah. a lot of mistakes, right? It was it, it changed the industry. It had never been done before. It changed the industry. Right, the same with Test Track, right? I think um, for a very long time, Test Track went down more than any of its um, you know, any of the copies that were built later, and they, I mean, they weren't necessarily copies, but the same ride system. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, you learn things, right? It never, when you're building a ride system that has never been done before, 
think there's a lot of mistakes you can make, and I, yeah. I think they like they you you know they tried to do something unbelievable and they achieved it, but yeah, it does it does go down for a couple hours a mm. day. It's inevitable. Um, but yeah, dinosaur and and the other Indiana Jones don't have that problem. And then as far as test track is concerned, um, you know, Radio Springs Racers does go down a decent amount. Uh, yeah, um, but Journey to the Center of the Earth does not. But I will say. Of everything in Japan, Journey is probably the ride that goes down the most. So that ride system in general is just their most problematic. Well, and I don't have those listed, even though they are identical ride systems. They're the same system, yeah. But They're not the same ride. fairly different rides. Yeah. Um, the thing that puzzles me is that in Florida, I get it, you want to go outside and do the speed run. I don't know why they didn't put some kind of canopy up because it yeah. rains constantly in Florida during the summer season. Yeah. I remember there was talk when they were doing the last refurb that they might have thrown a building over it. And then yeah. that didn't happen. I kind of wonder if it's going to happen now. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be this new version. We'll have to wait and see. We'll see. That's a good one. But Indiana Jones Adventure, your favorite is the Disneyland version. And one of my favorite attractions of all time. Like just uh, when it 100% works, I don't know. Like, you know, it's funny. Like, a couple months ago, I may have not even thought to mention it with things like Mystic Manor. But now, like, having that recent experience where everything functioned, I'm like, yeah, it's it's in that conversation for sure. Lee is really getting on me that we need to go to Disneyland soon. Yeah. Which is great because my magic key expires in a few months. Well, we got to see if we're going out for food and wine. We got to figure that out. We'll see. Uh, It's a small world. Five of these, right? Yeah. Um. Again, this I adore the exterior of the Disneyland version yeah. of this attraction. I love that it loads outside. Uh, kind of showcases like how great the weather is in Southern yeah. California. Um, I love it. Um, it's not in great shape inside. Sealand Tiles, not in Florida either, right? But um, I don't like the raised canal kind yeah. of. It looks like an outdoor. It's like a. It's like an above ground pool. Yeah. feels like I'm in an above-ground pool. I don't like that. And, and look, I get it. There's points for being the original and points for what they did to accomplish that ride. Yeah. The one in Florida, um, the exterior is nothing. Horrendous. Right? Um, that is, um, but, I, I but don't know. What you just talked about with Test Track, right, was Mark Davis, and they knew yeah. they couldn't build the, the exterior from – Anaheim, because they knew enough then. Imagine, in, in before the park even opened, that Disney World, they were thinking, oh, we can't build that ride with an outdoor portion. Meanwhile, in 2018, they no. opened Toy Story Land in, in Florida, where it's all outside. They could have still had the same facade, and then you go inside to load the ride. So, guess which one is my favorite? Tokyo. Because they, they did what you... Oh, Eric, all the logical mm-hmm. thoughts you just had are achieved in Japan, where they have essentially the California facade. You walk into it, and then it's kind of like the Florida, old Florida load area. But then it's the Florida ride. But um, imagine this, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine if you went on the Florida, it's a small world, but people cared about it. So imagine if, like, the sets were vibrant and the lighting was nice and it was maintained. 
it, the the Tokyo. I almost cried the first time I went on the Tokyo one. It was so pretty because it was my small world, right? It's the small world I grew up with. Every scene laid out the same, but to see it as I remember it being like colorful and vivid. And that was the moment for me. That was my first day of my first trip. That was the moment for me where it set in like that Disney world had fallen so far since I was a kid. It wasn't nostalgia. It wasn't that I remembered something being a certain way. It actually was that way. Cause the minute I rode that ride, I was like, that's what I remember. I remember the rainforest scene. I remember the, 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 tassels or whatever you want to call them, actually blowing in a way that it looked like it was raining. And that worked there. And I was like, this is, this is the small world I remember from my childhood. And this is, this place is magical. I, um, this is again, something kind of ticky tack. I don't like going on a dark ride and seeing very clearly acoustic ceiling, like drop ceiling tiles. I, I don't like that. I don't know how they handle that in Tokyo. I realize you have um, things okay. that you need to hide from view and drop ceiling is yeah. the accepted way that we do that in this country. We do it right here. Yeah. I just think it's weird, and especially when those things start deteriorating inevitably. <laughs> Disneyland, last time I was there, there were, like, a bunch of missing ceiling yeah. tiles and, like, a, a piece of, like, a two-by-four you could see that had been, like, patching something. Like, it just looked like it was in disrepair. It was a bad show. I think Disneyland, Small World, and Haunted Mansion suffer greatly mm-hmm. for their seasonal overlays. I yeah. think there is such a rush to put those overlays in and take them out that the ride inevitably gets damaged from that, right? So if you ride regular Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, you go up the staircase, usually for holiday, there's like this stack of presents yeah. on the corner. Every time they remove that, the, they take the wall with them. So there'd just be like a big gash, a big white gash. in the. And obviously the whole hallway is supposed to be black because it's mansion. It's supposed to be dark. You're not supposed to see what, what's there. And instead there's this big white gash in the wall from them ripping the presents out. And it immediately takes you out of the ride, right? And same with Small World where you look up and inevitably see something that didn't get put back from the holiday version. That being said, I will tell you, I don't like the Anaheim Small World, but Small World Holiday in Anaheim, one of my favorite Disney attractions of all time. I don't think there is an overlay that has ever made more sense and felt more appropriate for an attraction than the children of the world celebrating all of their winter holidays. Like, I just think that it makes so much sense and it's so beautiful. I mean, I live in Florida, so I just have to, I like living with the land. That's the holiday overlay for me. (laughs) How many other people have it? Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. uh, uh, Here's one that, uh, that also the Paris small world sucks. I hate it. It's terrible. Do they the still art have the style is all wrong. It's not Mary Blair style, but that is Linda Blair. I'm going to I'm going to yeah. lose it here for a second. Exorcist. So, yeah, I got it. I don't understand what happened with the Paris Small World because some of the animals are Mary Blair style. So they're like the Disneyland style. Some of them are like the Mark Davis take on the Mary Blair style from from our version in Florida. Then they made some animals New in the 90s, and they're in like a little tykes, like play school toy style. And there's everything's a different art style, and the backgrounds are not Mary Blair. There's some weird, like 90s, like children's toy background art style, and I hate it. It, it is the most 
and they fixed it. They did Hong Kong. The Hong Kong one is more like traditional small world, thank God. But the Paris one is just all over the place. I like their facade, um, but the the Paris one is just, it it bothers me. I hate it. Do the French, like, can-can girls still say, ooh, la, la? Yeah. In France, they're good. Yeah. It's the best The only good thing about theirs is that the Miami Dolphins have a cameo. There's a, in the America scene of the Paris one, there is a, well, now it's a girl playing baseball. Um, But the, the man next to her, the boy next to her, is in a football jersey, American football jersey, mm-hmm. and it's it's Miami Dolphins. Is it Dan Marino? No, the number's not 13. They didn't put 13 on him. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But I love it. I love that they picked. You know you that's know, Taylor and, Swift's favorite number. I learned that on the uh, my primer I read oh, for the you? Super Bowl. You know who else's favorite number that was? Walt Disney. Really? Walt Disney's favorite number is 13. That's why the address of Disneyland is 1313. Walt Disney and Taylor Swift, who would yeah. have thought they had so much in common? Yeah. Did he used to write 13 on his hand? He used to make friendship bracelets for, like, all the Imagineers. He used to hand them out. <laughs> <laughs> friendship bracelets, and he put them on, on the rim of a martini glass. He wrote songs about all the uh, Imagineers he parted ways with. <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one he wrote about the guy that founded Freedom Land was my favorite. Like, man, he really let that guy have it. Oh. And on his, uh, when Walt Disney was in his reputation era. <laughs> I don't know enough about Taylor Swift to go any deeper into this. <laughs> um, Jungle Cruise. Uh, Hong Kong, Tokyo. Magic Kingdom, Disneyland. The Hong Kong one is horrendous. You can tell there was no money. They just like, there's a river, right? And what's what's weird is you cross the path of the rafts to the Tarzan treehouse. So instead of having a Frontierland and a Tom Sawyer Island, they put Tarzan's treehouse across the river. So you take a raft to the island like you would to Tom Sawyer, but to Tarzan's treehouse, and it crosses the path of the Jungle Cruise boats. Oh, weird. Um, But then the scenes. So, like, imagine if the Jungle Cruise was all flat. Imagine, like, you didn't build any of the scenes. You just had someone fabricate all the animals, and then you just threw them all willy-nilly around, like, to the point at which, like, there's a giraffe. I finally figured out why the giraffe is facing backwards. We'll talk about that in a second. Um... But there's like a scene it's not where the a giraffe, giraffe, Tom. The giraffes, the, the long it's neck, a long horse, neck horse. The giraffes looking backwards. I'm like, who staged this? <laughs> the animals are just facing all different directions. I don't understand. So the, as the story goes, like they knew it was bad. They knew that park was horrible. And so I forget who it was, but they went to Michael Eisner um, as they were building the project and went, we, we got to do something with the Jungle Cruise. He's like, there's no money. He's They were like... Look, I came up with this ending scene. It, we can deliver it cheap, and it will make a world of difference. And they promised it at such a low price that Eisner like signed off on it. And so they went and built this. It, so they have an end scene in Hong Kong that is nowhere else. You can watch this here on the channel. We have a video. Um, this end scene is like you encounter like this fish god. And like the the what? the water sets on fire and and there's eruptions and it's very cool. It makes up for a, a like I didn't even ride it last time in Hong Kong because I was like I I'm not going on this. I I hate this Jungle Cruise. I literally just stood. There was a point in the river where you can see it happening, and I just stood there and watched it for a minute. I was like, okay, I'm good. 
I don't need to ride this thing trip now. Um, but it's, are they funny? Bad. Do they do they do it in English? They do it in three languages. There are three separate cues. Oh, cool. Yeah. What is it? A Mandarin, Cantonese, and English, I believe, okay. are the three. And you pick a cue, and I've, I've only wrote it in English. Is the English um, one, like, shorter or longer than the others, or is it about the same? The cue? Yeah. Um, like, you know. The, it's are there, generally, I, are, I think one of them, I, I'm, I'm blanking if, if it's the Mandarin or the Cantonese. One of them is always longer, and then the other two are about the same. But I usually still wait. A bit. It's not a huge difference in, in wait time. There are enough people, there are enough English-speaking tourists that ride that. Also, I think if you're local or you're from, or even if you're from mainland China, I think, like, if you speak a bunch of different languages, it's probably pretty cool to, like, oh, it's, I well, I've learned English. I'll go ride the English version. So you'll see people who are definitely from Hong Kong or from mainland China in that English queue with you because it's mm-hmm. it's it's probably cool, right? You, they probably do not get a lot of opportunities to use this language they've learned, right? Well, it's, um, well I, in Hong Kong, I mean, everyone's fluent, but mainland China, you know, um, it, it, they probably don't get to use it very often. And Japan? No, is this there, is Hong Kong. Is there a jungle cruise in J- Tokyo? Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking so about that's J- weird. But in, but in, oh, it's in Japanese and you have no idea what's going on. And I love, like, there's weird parts where there's crowd participation. And it's like, yeah, don't. And, they go, and then everyone starts clapping like this. And it's, I guess it's what I'm wondering weird. then, and may, maybe Hong Kong, Hong Kong is a fairly Western culture. Yeah, I mean, they culture. speak English. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering about the cultural, like, norms of sense of humor, like the the kind of dry sense of humor of, of it doesn't, the park translating well over there. It doesn't there. translate on the English no. Jungle Cruise, no. So you can understand what they're saying, but it's not funny. Um one thing the that, Tokyo one is okay. bizarre. So they did a refurb a couple years ago where they changed the story. The story is that, the, and I, I may get some of this wrong because I, I don't completely understand it. And my translation was from Spencer, and Spencer's Japanese is so so. Um, <laughs> so, so, so 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 so. <laughs> um, there are these uh, sort of like juju. You want to call them like um, artifacts. Idols. I don't know what they are. There are these three animal totem things hanging off the front of the boat. And so, like, they say they've acquired these and and whatever. Um, And so we begin the journey. And there are weird little things, right? So their rainforest has, like, a canopy. There's, like, you can tell it's it's man-made. But it's sort of a a ivy canopy that sprays mist on the boats. Um, There's some other differences here and there. But you get to the temple. And in the temple scene, it's completely different. They built this whole projection map scene where, at random, one of the three animals on the totem. So there's, what is it? It's a uh, elephant, tiger, monkey, I think is the third one. Don't quote me on that. Um, and so at random, you'll get one of the three scenes where, like, the god, uh, the tiger god or the elephant god or the monkey god will come to life. And the temple, which looks like it's in ruins, when this happens... The, the stones will like shift and it'll the temple will become beautiful. It'll look like it's in ruins when you enter, but then the inside will like fix itself thanks to the presence of your idol or totem, juju, whatever you want to call it, that the skipper brought into the temple. The joke after this is, so Trader Sam still exists, like the figure that right. was in Florida, Chief. We called him Chief Name up until- Do they wear Jungle Navigation Company patch? No, no. that doesn't exist. Um, 
So Trader Sam is there at the end. He's selling these juju. So he has dozens of them. <laughs> so the joke is that he made these, like, and they're fake. But he doesn't know. We just went through the temple and it set off like this whole thing. Like it's the magic is real. Yeah. But then the joke at the end is here's Trader Sam selling a bunch of them. You could buy them. When this opened, they sold them. I have them. Oh, really? They're in a package. You get all three. And you could actually buy the the quote unquote fake Trader Sam. Oh, that's great. Uh, idol th- yeah, what a, it's what really, a great gag. It's really funny. Um, um and lastly, this changes from time to time depending on the management of the parks. Yeah. But I re- recall being told, hey, in Florida, they're really making them stick to the script, mm. the skippers. And at Disneyland, they let the skippers kind of freestyle a little bit and, and add their own humor. Yeah. Um, I think that is true. It definitely um, is. Because the last time, I, the last few times I went to Disney World that wasn't as funny and it was very um, like formulaic. Yeah. And uh, I have had a few good skippers uh, in the Magic Kingdom, don't get me wrong. But at Disneyland, I always get a different experience. It's a different culture, though, right? Because that's L.A. Yeah. So there's a performer culture in L.A., right? So there are there are famous people that started as Jungle Cruise skippers, yeah. right? Um, and uh, so there there's a better talent pool there. Also, they I think they cast for that talent at Disneyland. Yeah. I think here it's like any attraction, you just get set with you it. just get cast in yeah, script and they and don't actively try to be like oh this person be perfect for the jungle cruise right because they look this is i don't know if i should tell this story because inevitably someone will be offended like someone was offended by you last week um so that whole long email we got um but there was a skipper i had she was training and her, english was clearly not her first language right right which you know obviously that person can work at disney world maybe a spieling attraction where you have to explain safety and things to people is not the place for that, maybe. So, like, clearly no one had gone over the script with her or, like, checked to make sure she was delivering the script correctly. And so every joke was butchered beyond recognition. So the people in the boat have no idea what's going on. I'm dying because I know what she's supposed to say, and it's not happening. So, like, here, here's some example. Most people take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, you know, some people take it. Um, here's a sandstone formation. But it's not. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So she took, because that's like the end. That's the elephant joke, right, where they spray. Like, people think it's water, but it's not. So she goes, oh, it most here's a sandstone formation. But it's not. And then I'm trying to remember some. Oh, there's there is Ohantis at the end of the pole. I think he'll get the point eventually. <laughs> I um, I am look. If it was on purpose, she is a genius, mm-hmm. and I was the only one who got it. But it was definitely not, and I died. Um, boy, I don't know if I can tell this one, but uh, just. Someone who spoke perfectly good English was giving explanations to Animal Kingdom when you go on the trails and there's, um, you know where the bats are? Yeah. Maharaja Jungle yeah. Track. And um, she's just explaining things to people and, um, you know, spoke perfectly good English, but uh, idiomatically didn't know what was the appropriate way to say things. Yeah. Uh, so she's just like telling these kids that, uh, you can bleep this if you want, Billy, uh, the bats <laughs> upside down. Did she use that word? Yes. That's the word she used. 
Wow. But I mean, I just didn't know, right? Because we all we all know what that word means, and people from all kinds of countries know. Yeah. What that is. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, just just didn't know, and that's excusable, I guess. Yeah. It was an innocent mistake, but that can happen. There's worse things you could say. I'm... All right. I guess we'll move on from the Jungle Cruise. Uh, the Little Mermaid. What do we need to say about that? There is one major, major, major difference, and it makes the California one better. No. You know what I'm going to say? You say it. Mr. Limpet. I guess I don't know. You have no idea. Oh, my God. Mr. Limpet? In the movie, in the Under the Sea sequence, when all the fish surround Ariel and Sebastian, there's an Easter egg. And it's a fish called Mr. Limpet. There's a movie. I forget. Fantastic Adventures of Mr. Limpet. something, Something Mr. Limpet. Don Knotts gets turned into a fish. And he's wearing glasses. It's Don Knotts as a fish. And it somehow gets put into the movie under Little Mermaid as a as like an Easter egg. When they build the ride in California, they put a statue of Mr. Limpet. He's in the under the sea sequence, like hiding in the seaweed, and he's peeking out at the scene. Now I think it's not a Disney movie, it's a Warner Brothers. Don't look at your watch while I'm telling this story. There's <laughs> Sorry, I got a notification. So anyway, they I, I, I want to make sure it wasn't someone Mr. telling Limpet me who some, Mr. Limpet was. Show Mr. Limpet some respect. Um, so they build in the DCA one, but they don't own the movie. It's it's a Warner Brothers movie. So I think like they got cold feet. They did not put it in the Magic Kingdom version. So if you go to California Adventure when you when you go past um, the Ariel, that the weird you know yeah. Dancing Ariel, yeah. look on the right side of the vehicle into the seaweed. And Mr. Limpet. Mr. Limpet is there. Obviously, Q and building, way better in Oh, the Q is awful. I mean, especially the one in Magic Kingdom might even be, we could say, overbuilt, right? It's a no, little, I love it. I know, but I'm just saying, like, you're never going to wait in that. I've yeah. waited in that queue for a long yeah. time before, but these days, it's a walk-on most it's of the time. Disney But it is quality. so awesome. The queue is so awesome. That's so every queue at Disney Sea yeah. is like that. It's yeah. it's beautiful. The Twenty Thousand Leagues reference, the Nautilus and the Rock were yep, yep. the Mickey, the hidden Mickey and Minnie that, that is show the, up on November eighteenth. But what that is the best hidden Mickey is the exit queue. The best oh, hidden the Mickey Willy. in the world is the Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Um, if you maybe Billy can throw a picture up, and I it's probably have even one. hard when you look at that picture to make it out at first. Someone has to kind of point out they're yeah. like, "Oh, there's this hat." And there's a, the exit queue uh, in uh, the Magic Kingdom for Mermaid is is for my money the best hidden Mickey. Yeah, uh, out there. I don't know the November eighth, the one that only shows up on November eighteenth when the sun hits the rock a yeah. certain way. That one's pretty damn cool. They that's kind of like an Indiana Jones thing, right? Maybe they should do that in Indiana Jones adventure, like the staff. Oh, the of staff of Raw. Yeah. All right. Um, Mad Tea Party. Paris. Paris. Glass roof. Oh, also, nice. I think Tokyo has this too. But the the control booth, the cast member, the bo- the stand uh, looks like a. Teacup full of sugar. So there's a big sugar mound. So they stand behind essentially a giant sugar mound wow. in the cup, and they're just looking over it. It's it's cute. I th- I have to think when they built Walt Disney World in 1971. Yeah. The thought of having that out there, just no roof, no nothing, just yeah, out right? in the elements. Like and they knew because small boiling rooms. hot. Yeah. 
sun beating down, fading this plastic on yeah. the ride vehicles. I can't imagine that was any fun. No, and small. So they knew with Small World, right? They put it inside. So yeah. why did they think they could get away with that? But I guess right, you never put a roof on Dumbo, right? So right. They just thought they'd get away with it. But very quickly, they fixed it, right? Well, I remember uh, when they first redid Dumbo at the Magic Kingdom, I think a lot of people thought that the ride was going to be indoors because they were building these big, this big like tent that ended up not just being part of the queue yeah. and the waiting area, so to speak, at the time. So um, you know, that turned out not to be true, which is great because I think Dumbo is beautiful. Uh, Magic Carpets of Aladdin. They all suck. Are they all equally bad? So the Tokyo one's pretty, but I still hate it. Like, Tokyo built a really pretty queue. There's, like, tile work of the characters in the queue. They built an observation deck on the second floor so you can walk up. Oh, cool. Paris has it, too, but it's the Paris one is the ugliest. I think the Paris Magic Carpets is the worst Disney attraction ever built. It It is an ugly piece of trash. Um, but the Tokyo one, they built the they built the second story, so you can go up there and get photos and video of your family on yeah. the ride, because they don't want you. You're not allowed to take photos and video on their ride because you might drop it in. But um, I, and I'll say this about the Magic Kingdom: number one, um, that's a tremendous choke point. That whole yeah. area, so that ride being there just makes it worse, yeah. especially if people are avoiding being spit on yeah. by the camels. Um, also. The roofs that you're looking at are not super well maintained and clean, and yeah. so you're up there, and it just it's kind of an ugly view when you're on the ride. There's stuff you it, shouldn't. In see. general, I think the one in the Magic Kingdom could go, and I would. Yeah. I don't think anybody would be too upset about. I it. think they should move it. Yeah. Like I think either like look, think about a ride a park that needs more capacity, right? I don't care if you want to put it in Morocco at Epcot. Yeah. I don't care if you want to put it in the animation courtyard at Studios, which is a big dead empty space, yeah. like. I don't even care that it's ugly. Like, you know, if you want to keep it, put it somewhere where it means something, not crammed in the middle of Adventureland. Also, like, think about think about Adventureland, right? We could that middle area could be a lush seating area yeah. for for, you know, um Sunshine Tree Terrace and um Aloha Isle. Yeah. And the world would be better off. People would be guests would be happy. I wouldn't have to I sit think. on a fake rock. Yeah. To eat my, yeah. to eat my uh, orange cream swirl. All right. Uh, many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. There are four of them, according to this. Other than um, Disneyland, the other three are absolutely 100% identical. Okay. Well, so that's a bad ride. And then um, Honey Hunt is the best Winnie the Pooh ride, period. So. Yeah. That's, a, that's like an e-ticket. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Mark Twain Riverboat or the, you know, the Liberty Bell, what have, what have you, the, the Riverboat. Molly Brown in, yeah. in Paris. They used to have a Mark Twain. It's now sitting in a building in the back rotting because they don't want to spend the money to fix it. I'll say this. I, I, I realize this one's not going to get anyone too excited. But once every six months, once every if you're someone that goes all the time, once a year, um, it's worth going on it. Just to enjoy it. Our it's, river sucks, though. Yeah, it's not great, but it. I like. The I river still rivers. like when you go in there. And we talk a lot about kinetic energy. This is better when Splash Mountain was there, and you, yeah. you're going by and you see people walking around and going in and out of uh, shops, and you see people going down Chickapin Hill on yeah. Splash Mountain, and you see trains going by Big Thunder Mountain, and all this stuff. Um, 
you know, that I think that's cool. That part of it's cool. Yeah. And then you go back through the uh, Native American villages, and then it's kind of chill for a while and yeah. quiet. I mean, it's a good it's a good way to spend twenty minutes or yeah, however long it takes. I get it. I I saw um, the loudest, meanest, cruelest like dressing down of a cast member in front of that attraction one time because the family gets on the riverboat. This is what I put together from what happened. Family got on a riverboat. Um, kids are on there. Dad goes to get a buy a Coke or something real quick at the nearby Coke stand. Takes a little longer than he expected. Riverboat yeah. leaves. Oh. So the riverboat is leaving with little kids on it, unsupervised. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, and a cast member's there like, the, the boat is already moving. The boat, yeah. uh, the gate has closed. The boat yeah. has, you know, it's a couple feet away, but it is moving. It's gone, yeah. And he is screaming at this poor cast member, you know, that his children are on that. If anything happens to them, that it's, you, you know, left I'm going to hold them. you responsible. All this kind of stuff. This is, uh, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. Um, and all I thought was like, what do you what do you think is going to happen to them that yeah. this thing comes right back to Maybe he thought it was the going boat to like comes actual, right back to here. Like going to New Orleans. Yeah, gonna, yeah. it's going to be back here. Just hang out for ten minutes. You know, you're there's your gambling on that riverboat. Yeah. Maybe my kids are gambling. Yeah. Like you're the idiot that left them. You know. All right, here this will be a popular one for you. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I mean the the Toontown one's better. The Toontown Toon Town one's better because of the queue. Belong, it belongs there. Yeah, ours it, is in the centerpiece. It's the centerpiece of a park where. It means nothing to the theme of the park. Uh, The other thing about it that I think is interesting is that it it can assume its kind of rightful place among uh, park goers as not necessarily this e-ticket thing that's going to be a two-hour wait. Yeah. Because it's in Disneyland where there's all kinds of stuff to do. But you put it in Hollywood Studios and the demand for it near the queue, the outdoor portion of the queue is – it can be very hot. There's some umbrellas. They they spent no money. They They put some fans in. Yeah. So, in general, I think it fits better in Toontown, obviously. The queue is adorable in Toontown. Uh, And if you haven't been there, what's cool about it is that you're seeing um, artifacts as if, like, kind of where we would have gone on a great movie ride, and they're like, oh, here are the ruby uh, slippers. You know, and so you're, it's as if you're attuned. So uh, you see Mickey's outfit from the Sorcerer's Apprentice, but it looks real because you're. In Toontown. The plane from Plane Crazy. Yeah. All these kind of artifacts are really cool. Uh, in general, I just think it fits better and yeah. the queue is better. And 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 I think it's better in the context of that park. Yeah. I don't think it's appropriate to make it some sort of e-ticket, uh, you know, wow. hour and a half, hour, two-hour wait, uh, which it is at Hollywood Studios because there's and just not that much to great do there. Movie ride for and it. you killed the great movie ride for it. What a, what a dumb decision. Could have uh, went anywhere. The thing is trackless. Could have been built in any shape, plot, as long as it was the right acreage. And you still ripped out the great movie ride. And also you ripped it out while you were in the midst of purchasing most of the movies in the great movie ride. Yeah. Uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. It's identical. They're identical, yeah. There's no there's no difference. No. From what I can tell, I you you put me in the building and it's the same exact experience. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the queue is identical, the ride is identical, yeah. the experience is identical. Um all right, here's one um that you know I'm passionate about, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. So obviously there's the original Disneyland 
Um, I think that was opening day attraction, was it not? Yes. Uh, 1955. And then there's a Magic Kingdom. Which had original artwork by Rolly Crump, among others. We have a piece of it here in our studio. The shield from the trophy room. Um, you can't see it, but I'll I'll send Billy a picture. We have the shield from the trophy room, which was a scene that was exclusive to, to Walt, Walt Disney, Disney World's World. version. Yeah, it's on the left track, I believe it was. I on think the left so. Track. So that was what made it unique: is that there were two tracks, and they were completely different from one Chicken another. Coop. Yeah. They were – it was a totally different ride experience. You could ride it multiple times. It had a lot of rewritability. Yeah. Uh, there was no good reason to get rid of it for this Winnie the Pooh ride. There and was I will, um, I will take that to my grave. That is uh, just – I. So here's, here's the thing. I think there was plenty of good reason. People love Winnie the Pooh. It spoke better to this generation. Like people didn't know who Mr. Toad was. That, I think that's part of the intrigue. Like Disneyland, it's different. Like people don't, but it's also it's become one of those rides at Disneyland that is passed down from generation to generation. Now it's it's indelible; it cannot be removed. But in Magic Kingdom, right? Like it it made sense, and it's inarguable. Like Winnie the Pooh always has a good long wait. People like it. People love those characters. Like that that those characters. Like I'd rather have Honey Hunt, but those characters deserve a ride, right? I here's here's my thing, right? Friar's Nook. I'm going to continue to repeat this until it becomes reality. Friar's Nook is is barely themed to Robin Hood. It's it's really just the name. Yeah. Um, it was a light overlay. Uh, you you developed this whole special menu for the 50th that celebrated Mr. Toad at Friar's yeah. Nook. Why don't we turn that into Toad Hall? Why don't you have like that seating area outside of it is always like a war zone. Yeah. Take all that space, like shorten the castle wall if you need to get it out of the way. Sh- take some of that space and close it and turn it into Toad Hall like they did in Paris. The restaurant in Paris is beautiful. And it's not big either. It's relatively small. But you get to eat in Toad Hall and there's all this art and it's beautifully themed and you have a themed menu. I think that's Mr. Toad's place at Disney World, but sometimes we have memorabilia that's really hard to explain to a stranger or someone that doesn't get this <laughs> thing. And uh, when you were in Paris, you brought back uh, the food paper, a clean, not used. Yeah, we had uh, the food ask paper, them, yeah. uh, and it's like a newspaper from that says Toad Hall on it. Yeah, right. You can kind of see through it. You hold up the light; it's like that light kind of food. It's paper. for like it lines a basket, fish, yeah. like fish and chips basket, and and. Because I'm an idiot, um, I framed it. It's hanging on the wall of my office. No, you should. I want to frame mine. Yeah, it's in a frame hanging on the wall of my office at home. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to explain to people that this is just, all this is is a food wrapper, uh, not the guy from Epcot, but, but you know, a food wrapper. And um, but I think it's cool that there's that restaurant there. I also like. We'll get to to Remy in a minute, but obviously that's someone. Uh, people mover. I mean, only one is left. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. Houston Airport. Houston. I've been on that one, too. I've I have been, not been on I've that been on every people mover. Wow. Um, Houston Airport. at uh, Not at Hobby. It's at Intercontinental, Bush Intercontinental. Okay. Um, and uh, I've been on that one multiple times. It's weird because it's yeah. all, like, indoors and, like, carpeted yeah. hallways and stuff. So it's pretty yeah. quiet. It's like – and if you leave for a flight early in the morning or something like that, you're just kind of sitting on this yeah. – Kind of creepy yeah. little people mover, but it's great. I forget who it is from our event. Someone that's presenting at Stage 89 worked on the Houston one. Yeah. I forget. I think Chris Brown. 
Yeah. Chris Brown, I think one of his earliest roles at WED was because they tried to make it a legitimate like transportation company, yeah. like a, a subdivision yeah. of WED. He worked on that and was surprised to find Wedway. that it's still yeah. Hmm. Um, surprised to find it was still operating. You should go to Houston just to ride it because surely they'll get. I'm rid sure of I'll get a layover there at some point. Although Delta doesn't stop there a lot, but no. If you're uh, who goes to Houston now, it used to be Continental and they got Jake. Bought, will uh, know. Yeah, Jake knows. Jake, I mean, Jake's knows. a Southwest guy though. They fly out of Hobby, but he should. Which he is might the, know the, like the Junior Varsity Airport in Houston, but um, but Jake, who am I flying to go to this airport? Is it United? Does United go to Houston? It might be United. I don't know. Tell us, Jake. I think it is United. Yeah. Jake thinks it's United. Um, okay. Yeah. Let us know in the we comments. Go to the Houston Airport. Know. Ride the people mover. Yeah. Uh, Peter Pan's flight. There are five of these. There's I, uh, Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, Disneyland, Paris, Tokyo Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland. Hong Kong never got one. Nope. I'm going to say something. I, I hate saying this because I hate this park. The best one. Is Shanghai really? It's fantastic. We have a video here on the channel. Please go watch it. Um, it is lovingly made. It is a modern Disney attraction, but it they made all new, beautiful two D hand drawn animation for it. There are animatronics. They're full animatronic figures of Peter Pan and the other characters. The scenes are gorgeous. It is. I was so disappointed by so many things in Shanghai, and then we rode Peter Pan, and I had no expectations, and we walked off and went, that is amazing. Is it longer? Yeah, slightly. Because what the Magic Kingdom, I mean, that's the complaint, right? Is well, the Disneyland that is one's even shorter. always like a 70-minute wait, right? Yeah. And then you get on there, and it's that ride is, what, two minutes long? But it's a rite of passage. It's, yeah, you know, it's still very charming. Uh, does Shanghai have the bicycle chain traffic with the glow-in-the-dark no. paint on the headlights? No, for the but headlights? it's so – go watch the video. It's so well done. It's very hard, by the way. I've oh. tried to video that ride. It's very difficult. It is because you keep switching sides. You have a sail side. right yeah. in front of you. It's right in the yeah. way, yeah. I mean, that's why – You need two I people for like that I have like 12 one. videos of the Paris ride, and I've never edited it, it together because I'm just unhappy with the sail being in the way half the time. I have a feeling this is going to go fun. Uh, Pinocchio's Daring Journey. Do you want to talk about Pinocchio? It has a different name in Paris. Le Voyageurs did Pinocchio. <laughs> I love your French accent. Le Voyageurs. Did you, you have like a, you use like Duolingo or no or uh, Rosetta I only, Stone? I only know attraction names in French. That's all the French I know. Mm. Um, so I hate that you brought this up. They're mostly identical. Mm-hmm. Mostly identical. Oh, there's something that bothers. Look at you. There's something. Look at his. Look at his mouth. Right, I'm gonna There's start, something that bothers Tom. I'm going to start with the more minor thing that bothers me. Okay. So if if you've been on the ride anywhere, you know very early on, um, as you're heading towards Pleasure Island, Kungaloosh, um, Jiminy Cricket like comes down with his umbrella and he's like, he's like, don't go. I forget what he says, but he has like a worried face. At the end of the ride, Jiminy with the umbrella comes back and in. Most of the versions, the one that's at the end where he's happy now, he's like, you made it home. Yeah. It's still the worried face, and he's, like, stopping you. In Tokyo, when I wrote that the first time, I was like, get out of here. The, they made a happy face, Jiminy. He's at the end, and he has the you happy made it. face. Yeah, and it makes sense. Then there's one other thing that I just don't understand. <laughs> it's just I, I can tell. There's one thing. 
that's different in all three. Otherwise, they're completely identical, except for like there's some unload area things like the, the Jiminy's or Geppetto's workshop's a little different. Yeah. But that's about it in the mural and a little facade. Lampwick, the boy. Yeah. Who, who turns, obviously, they all turn from boy into donkey. Or as uh, the Cockney coachman says, jackass. That's the only Disney attraction where they say jackass. Um, so in the in the Disneyland one, Lampwick is facing away from you. There's some sort of like Pepper's ghosty mirror effect where you see Lampwick's human boy face in the mirror. The mirror's over the shoulder. You're seeing this. And then he turns around and he's a donkey. He has the ears and everything. Is this like this Snow White's? Uh, scary adventures where the, kind of. the queen turns around. Yeah. And she, oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But the difference here is they found a way to like angle a mirror yeah. and have the human face, a dimensional human yeah. face reflect off that mirror with like a green light. You go to Tokyo. Let me guess. It's he better. No, it's not. They're all just different. None of them are better. None of them are better, which is why it makes no sense. It's not like it was some improvement. Everyone just was like, no, we'll just we'll change it. So Tokyo opened the same year, same year as Disneyland. So here, fun story. People probably don't know this. There are press releases for the opening of Tokyo Disneyland, for the construction of the park. They said the park will include one original attraction that will be exclusive to Tokyo Disneyland. It was supposed to be Pinocchio. But in the 1983 redo of Fantasyland, they then decided there wasn't enough. They're like, oh, we don't think guests are going to be excited if all we do is redo the rides that existed. We should have one new ride. And so they took Pinocchio from Tokyo and put it in New Fantasyland. They opened the same year. So same, that's, same track layout, same, same mo- almost, ride vehicle. Almost same. 100% yeah. identical. There's another weird thing. The, the jack-in-the-box face is different, but it's, it's very minor. I think it's a cultural thing between the three. But so Lampwick, then in the Tokyo one, he doesn't turn. He's just facing you as a worried donkey boy. Then they built the ride again in Paris. He's the donkey boy facing you, but he has the mirror. He's holding the mirror, <laughs> but you don't get to see the mirror. In his hoof? Yes, it's in his hoof. <laughs> and I'm like, why are they all different? I love that you why? get worked up about Why? <laughs> who, who was working Look on this? Like, you, you know what we got to change, guys. We're going to so build this mad. whole ride. You know what we got to change? This <laughs> Lampwick figure. <laughs> It has to be different in all three. What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I don't understand. All over Nothing else is different. <laughs> what did you do? Wow. You're very it. passionate about I this I hate topic. it so much. It makes no sense. I don't get it. Again, there's a little, like the Jiminy thing, the rough house, um, the, the little projection in the rough house. There's very minor differences, but then you get to Lampwick. It's different in all three. It's like Haunted Mansion where they're like, you have to build it in a different land each time. They're like, every time we build a Pinocchio ride, the Lampwick figure so has to be different. Why? Why is it different? Now we have four people turning into jackasses about this topic. So wow. Stupid. 
It, I just don't get it. <sighs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Magic. So someone commented last week on one of the shows. I forget which one. They're like, you know, I don't think it's fair to call the Walt Disney World one the worst. Like, it's a great attraction, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it's spoken truly like someone that's never been on all the other ones. <laughs> I, I know someone that prefers, I know one person that prefers the, the Magic Kingdom version to Disneyland. Not me. That The one at Disneyland's maybe my favorite ride. They're all better. Yeah. We got, like, Mark was forced to build a shortened, cheaper one. He he got some of his wishes right. He got to build his really immersive queue, and he got to build a ride where you don't go back up a waterfall nonsensically, right? Oh, the queue at Disney World is fantastic. Yeah, but... I mean, world's better than the queue in California. They're all better. But Paris for different reasons, the, right? Paris is the best. Paris, they went above and beyond. And, and Mark even said in an interview... Mark said they they perfected it when he when he went and saw the Paris mm. one, which I think is the highest praise anyone can give you. Like one of the guys that made Pirates of the Caribbean, you went twenty five years later, you went and built Pirates of the Caribbean, and he said you guys perfected this. That's I don't think you get higher praise than that. Yeah. Um. Obviously. We've talked about it before, and people talk about it because on YouTube it looks really impressive as Shanghai, uh, screen-based, um, but it looks really it. cool. It's neat, but I hate it. It's just all screen, and it just feels – it doesn't feel like a Disney ride. It feels like a Universal ride. Yeah. Uh, there's one on the list that uh, I say feels like a Universal ride. Um, Ratatouille. Is that it? Is that it? Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Is that the one you mean? No. Oh. Um, it does, but there's, there, I think, one in about 10, 10. There's about 10 more coming up, and we're almost done. So, uh, Ratatouille. Yeah. Same ride. It's a clone, but in Paris, you get that restaurant on it's the way. It's better out, because it's the is, ending as in, intended, right? Because at the end, he welcomes you to Chez Remy. Yeah. He says, welcome to Chez Remy, and then you don't go to Chez Remy. You exit to a brick wall in, in America. Yeah. Um, in France, the, the restaurant's there, and it looks out to the ride, which yeah. is great. That's yeah. fantastic. I want to sit under a drink umbrella on, on a wine cork or whatever. The restaurant is better than the ride. My parents, mm -hmm. that was like one of the highlights of the Paris trip was getting to eat it. Yeah. Do they still pump in smell on the ride, or can you just smell the kitchen from the restaurant in there? The Florida know? one, it, it works better because I think it's newer, but occasionally when they refurb the Paris one, it works. There are some effects in Florida that I've only seen work once. Yeah. When they fire up the – was it the stove, the oven? No. But in the, in the when you're underneath the yeah, burners, yeah. The burners. It usually works. Mm -hmm. The wheels sometimes are – I mean, that's yeah. the only thing I like about that ride is when you're under the cart – and yeah. the wheels spin. I like that. I like when you roll into the cooler and there's real physical props. Yeah. If the whole ride was that, it would have been great. Yeah. But, you know, it was designed for a park that had no money, so they had to do what they had to do, and then Epcot didn't change it. All right. Here's a ride I know nothing about. RC Racer? Yeah. What is that? Uh, it's kind of off the shelf. It, it exists in Walt Disney Studios Park, Hong Kong, and Shanghai. Yeah, Toy Story Land. It's a big U, and the oh. 
It's super fun. It's one of those like carnival, the ship that just goes. No, it's on a track. No. It's a coaster. Oh, it's a track. Okay. It's a coaster and it drops and it goes up and it goes back and it goes up. Oh, um, I don't like going backwards. I love it. It's yeah. so fun. Also, I think it's really thematic. He's on a giant Hot Wheels track. It's the big orange track piece. Yeah. And like the inside, it's like a, it looks like a plastic house, like a play school house. Inside the queue, there's like pieces of, you know how you'd make like a model car, you snap them out of the frame. Yeah, they have like the frame and the, some pieces oh, are cool. snapped out. Uh, and then the Paris one, the queue, there's a slot car track queue where you walk along the slot car track. That's cool. Look, it's an it's a carnival ride, but it shows that you can effectively. Imagineers could effectively take a carnival ride and make it themed to the level of a Disney attraction, and that's what I like about it. Rock and roller coaster, Avec Aerosmith. Not anymore. Or uh, Avec Iron Man. Avec Iron Man. Yeah. Um, Whoa. I mean, the Florida one. Excuse was, me. The Florida one was always better. Yeah. The the Paris one was always nonsensical. Like the pre-show, like you load in a room and he's just not even talking to you. He's like mumbling to a designer for a roller coaster, <laughs> and then they open the doors and you go out and I don't know. It's just a big room full of lights. I mean, still better than Avengers Flight Force because most things are, but yeah. but the Florida one was always better. Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin Disneyland and Tokyo Disneyland are they clones? Except did did Tokyo Disneyland make the changes that Disneyland made about a year and a half ago? No, we're so now again, Jessica Rabbit is, is like this uh, gumshoe. Yeah, so that's the other thing, right? This museum, like Tokyo Disneyland. What's amazing is. The first time I went in 2018 was already kind of a museum of, like, Disney Parks history. In the last five years, so much has changed at Disneyland and Disney World that now almost everything in that park is a museum piece, right? So original Country Bear, Splash Mountain, Roger Rabbit as it was. Like, it's all there. And so, like, that's – it's a better Roger. Here's what I will say is – before the refurb, I still would have picked Japan because it was maintained. Everything looked yeah. good, worked. I had a laundry list of broken effects in the California one. When they when they did the refurb on the California one, they fixed everything. They just changed the story. They did, but they fixed all the other stuff, so yeah. it looks good. The ride looks good. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Shanghai and Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Shanghai does not have the end scene. Oh, with That's the little house and the... They have Dopey Pop. You can watch. We have where Dopey ripped her arms off, or did she rip Dopey's arms off? We I have forgot. the Shanghai mi- uh, Mine Train ride. There's a video here on the channel if you want to watch it. Um, no, we. I think because they knew they were essentially replacing the classic ride. We have a bunch of differences. Number one, we have several references to the old ride. Um, so there is the this way sign in the load area. Yeah, that's from Snow White Scary Adventures. The two uh, buzzards yep. that hang above the first lift hill are also from Snow White's Scary Adventures. Um, and then we got a whole end scene which uses several props from that attraction. They built the whole cottage, this whole scene, and the witch animatronic is all exclusive to Florida. The the Shanghai one just has Dopey, a static figure of Dopey pops out of a tree and waves at you. That's all that's there. Also, instead of looking out from the drop, and seeing Beast's Castle and and this beautiful new fantasy land, you essentially see smog, power lines, and factories yeah. from the Shanghai one. So the, the Florida one, the winner, not even close. I do um, 
this is a short coaster, right? If there weren't yeah. that slowdown in the middle, it'd be very, very short. Yeah. I love the the um, trains themselves. The rocking, I, they're, yeah. they're not the most comfortable if you're a bigger person, right? You yeah. got you get your kneecaps between like a U-shaped bar. Yeah. Um, but I love it's very smooth, and you can kind of bank and rock the thing. I just think it's great. I like mine, Trey. Uh, Skyway, any any? <laughs> I only ever rode the Florida one. Yeah. Okay. Um, Slinky Dog Zigzag Spin. Yeah, there's there's Tokyo, uh, Hong Kong, and Shanghai. Is it in Shanghai? They have it. According to this, they maybe do. they do. Yeah, it might be. Um, it's dumb. It's really dumb. All identical. Um, it's one of those. I don't know what they call them at like the county fair. You know the thing where it goes in a circle, but it goes up a hill and back down. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. Like sometimes there's the more intense ones at those parks where it goes really fast and the car like yeah swings back and forth. But it's kind of that, and all you do is get thrown to one side of the car for two minutes. It's very uncomfortable. It's cute to look at from a distance, but it's it's not a fun ride. I don't think kids even really enjoy it. That's why they – I think that's why they were like, we're not building that in Florida. Let's do a coaster. Uh, Snow White's Scary Adventures. That's uh, Disneyland, formerly at the Magic Kingdom. Well, Disneyland Paris, Disney Tokyo Disneyland. Disneyland. Used to be at Disneyland. Now it's Disney, uh, Snow White's Enchanted, Enchanted Wish. Wish. Which turned out great. You know, we were so worried because that was at such a dark time for the company. Yeah. They pulled it off. It's a really well done update. Was Kim Irvine lead on that or was she I, just the PR face? She for that might one? be the PR face. I'm sure she worked on it some because Disneyland's kind of her park though. Yeah. Um, they did her team, they did a good job. They they I was very surprised. I was ready to be like, oh, they're gonna ruin this. They they took our witch away. And the ending. And then I wrote it and I go, they they really did I think a it's nice. nice. I think it's nice. There's some weird things, right? The bridge that got turned into a magic mirror where they just like stuffed the magic mirror under the bridge. That's that's silly. And then like the end scene with the witch where they, they cram them into like it's basically this wall behind Eric. It's that amount of space. And they just stack the dwarves and put her at the top. And it's the whole scene takes place in this much space. Um, other than that little sequence, I I think they did a tremendous job. Um, but the so the Tokyo one is cool because it's mostly the seventies Magic Kingdom one. Yeah, where you die. Yeah, you um, get murdered by the witch. Yeah. Right? So in our original one, she dropped a giant diamond on you, but she drops a rock on you, and she doesn't die in the Tokyo one. She she kills you um, because. For those that don't know, these carnival dark rides, the idea back in the day was they were all meant to be scary, right? The reason they were all scary was on purpose. So Toad and Snow White um, and and all of those were scary because that's how those were. And usually they'd end with like a big scary moment where you kind of die, right? Toad, you you went to hell. Snow White, she dropped the giant rock on you. They changed that in the 90s, but... um, You know, it's that Little Mermaid, right? In the movie, Prince Eric very clearly murders Ursula with yeah. a ship. Yeah. Right? With a, a sharp, pointy front of a ship as a weapon. Yeah. And it, the attraction, she's just like, off in a distance. You know, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm leaving now. Yeah. I don't know. We don't, we don't murder uh, characters anymore on rides, I yeah. guess. I they stay know. away from conflict in rides now. Yeah. Um, Soren. That is uh, DCA, Epcot, uh, and Tokyo, Tokyo and Shanghai, Tokyo Disney Sea and Shanghai. If we if we eliminate the film, 
the the Disney Sea one is the best. The Q is the aesthetic the and the Q is fantastic. Q. And the vehicles are themed. Like yeah. they actually themed the vehicles. They're not just big silver, you know, nonsensically long hang gliders. They are the Dream Flyer. Yeah. And they look like Da Vinci flying apparatuses, right? Yeah. Now, film wise, whoever's running the original Soren is my He's favorite. Winning. And you know who that is right now? Oh, I never get to say this. Walt Disney World. Yeah, Epcot. Yeah, Disney World, a rare win. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So I think everybody <laughs> agrees that that's the best one. I don't yeah. I don't know anybody that's like, can we just have the the newer one that, you know, I, I'm sure those people exist. There are. There's but, some people, but, mm-hmm. but a majority of people like over California. Space Mountain, Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, Disneyland Paris, Tokyo Disneyland, and Hong Kong Disneyland. So many of these are so different. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. Like the Tokyo one is kind of the original Disneyland one from '77. Um, they did a weird update, but they never added music. It's it's bad, right? That's why they're bulldozing it and going to build. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the belief is it's Cosmic Rewind, but with an original IP, right? With yeah. Space Mountain being the IP. Um, so um, Hong Kong was being built in 2005, and that happened to be when Paul Pressler and Cynthia Harris had run. Oh no the Disneyland Space Mountain into the ground. And so they had to close for like two years. And so they basically, the Hong Kong and the Disneyland Space Mountains are identical because of that. Obviously, Walt Disney World is its own thing. It's the original, opened in 75, probably more akin to Matterhorn than it is to any of the other Space Mountains. Um, Look, I know it's uncomfortable, but I think it's just like Matterhorn. I think there's a specialness, right? Like, yeah, it's rough and painful, mm-hmm. but it it is a piece of history. It changed the world. I don't think it's rough and painful so much as getting in and out of it's a pain. <laughs> Matterhorn has more probably sharp, like bumpy, yeah. uncomfortable jolts. Uh, Space Mountain here at the Magic Kingdom is, you know, yeah, ingress and egress are not always great. Yeah. Um, I prefer Disneyland's Space Mountain, but I want to set aside a special moment just to say the aesthetic um, in uh, Paris, the original, uh, the Baltimore Gun Club yeah. shooting, firing you out of a gun to the moon. Oh and it, that hasn't worked in decades. And, and I know, belief, but it was... The belief is it will never return. Um, but the, the rumor is, um, obviously next year is the... Uh, 30th anniversary of the original Space Mountain in Paris. The belief is they're going to get rid of Hyperspace Mountain and, and restore the original in some way, but we'll have to wait and see hmm. if that actually happens. But yeah, I mean, that exterior is... So the weird thing about that the whole Paris aesthetic, one... Yeah. What's cool about the Paris one is I think it it sort of continues the lineage of the 75 original at Magic Kingdom, right? And that that had never been done before. A roller coaster completely in the dark. They tried to use computers to design it. Um, then in 95, they're like, well, well, no one's ever done, you know, linear induction launch onboard audio. That's all new. And then they're like, not only are we going to do a linear induction launch and our first looping space mountain, we're going to put it in the dark in a, in an enclosed building, the shape of space mountain, like the logistics that have to be thought of to do that inside of the shape of that building are insane. Like they did near the impossible when they built that attraction. Um, So like, look, I don't like the ride. I I get a headache every time I ride that one, but I will always ride it because it's such, like it was such an achievement. What what an achievement those guys had. Two rides give me a headache at Disney parks. Yeah. 
Um, Expedition Everest. And Beauty and the Beast sing-along. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and sometimes mission uh, space occasionally. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't really care for uh, rock and roller coaster. I don't, I don't have negative thoughts about it. It's just like, yeah. it's, you know, I don't mind going upside down and all that stuff. It's not something I want to do all day long, yeah. like some people. Um, dinosaur can kind of get you going a little bit every now and then. It gets the, the sudden changes in yeah. direction, so it could, just could be uncomfortable. Everest is the only one that gets me. That Everest is the, one, the number one part. ride that I'm like. That at, and at at a certain age on Everest, I was like, no more. Yeah. Hagrid's doesn't do anything bad to me. I don't. I couldn't back to back Hagrid's or Velocicoaster. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't just keep doing them over and over yeah. and over. But um, it doesn't get me any anywhere near as much as a Forbidden Journey. Yeah, that one will get you. Um, Splash Mountain. So like I grew up with the. There's Florida. only one. Well, I grew. Up, well, we'll talk about the three that existed. Mm-hmm. I grew up with the Florida one, and that was my favorite Magic Kingdom attraction. Maybe my favorite thing at yeah. Disney World. Um, wrote the Disneyland one and was just like, what is this? Disneyland one this sucks. This is terrible. Yeah. Right? The only cool thing was the reason I would go on it ever was Mark Davis's animatronics, right? The America, yeah, Sings, America Sings figures, which are beautiful. And right, and, and thank you to Disneyland. Like the, that attraction went out probably in the best shape it had been since 1989. Like yeah. the figures looked gorgeous. I, I, I am so grateful that whoever, like whatever maintenance people worked on that, that I got to see those figures operate. Yeah. A few more times before they went away forever, um, as opposed to Magic Kingdom, where we let the thing fall apart. Like Br'er, Br'er Fox's jaw was nearly on the ground by the time we got to the finish line in Florida. But there is no doubt we had the better one of those two. But then I went with the better log. With the better log. Oh yeah. But right. then, then you go to Japan and like. So my father is not observant, right? Like he. Like he, you know, he, he notices some things, but he's not super observant with this stuff. We we go on the Tokyo Splash Mountain, and I get off, and I go, "How'd you like it?" He goes, "Oh, it's the, that's better than the one in Florida. That was amazing." Not very observant, but he's like, "Oh, it was so it was so pretty and, and bright, and um, yeah, like it was." Yeah, like the fact that he noticed that says says a lot. So I will tell you like if you miss Splash Mountain again it's you know I tell you you should go to you should go to Japan. It's going to change your life and the thing is like now it's it's even more special than it was when I went for the first time. Like as a as a fan, there's going to be so many things that you know and love that are still there, but not only still there but in a version that will surpass everything you remember. You will ride that Splash Mountain and go you'll lose most of your nostalgia for Florida and you'll just feel like this is yeah. This is the splash. This is the Splash Mountain, and there's a restaurant in it, and um, there's saloon sticking on the outside, and the canoes are there, and the train goes by, and it's, it's, and the queue is unbelievable. You wind your way like through a whole chasm yeah. in the mountain. It's it's spectacular. Star Tours, and they're almost the uh, Disneyland, uh, Hollywood Studios. Uh, Disneyland Paris and Tokyo Disneyland. There's all minor cue problems. Like the facades are all different. Yeah. Um, I love that Endor Forest. Yeah. And and Paul Osterhout, again, who's coming to Stage 89, is going to talk all about that. He was the producer on that. So that facade, the ad-ad, all of that was his, uh, his project. Or, I have a photo of uh, the day that reopened when they redid it. What was that, 2010-ish? Yeah, yeah. Um, 2011. 2011. 
and uh, we were among the first people. We were lined up back on Streets of America. They brought us around after they had done all. I don't know why they didn't let us in the queue. Because they and blew then, up. They they like fired fireworks off the building. Well, they were. I. They were. Most of the ceremony was kind of in, in the center of the park. The stage, yeah. And then um, have a photo of George Lucas walking in there oh, because cool. they bring us up there. Yeah. And then the VIPs go and they get on and then we're on, yeah. and we go and then uh, we're standing in front of our uh, vehicle. Yeah. And the doors open, and I see the people are still leaving that had been on before, and there's George Lucas leaving the same yeah. vehicle that I was getting in. It was pretty cool. You know, that's the nice day um, they first talked about him selling Star Wars to Disney. Oh, really? It's at the Brown Derby. Huh. He and, he and Iger and uh, many VIPs had a meal there, well. and that's where Iger asked him for the first time, would, would you consider selling hmm. Lucasfilm? And he obviously He said, interested. never. He said, what about if I give you a Cobb salad? But he had the cause. He's like, surely whoever produced this can handle my my beloved Star Wars. Uh, but but they're all the same, yeah. right? Inside, just, the cues are they're they're slight cue differences. Um, Tokyo has the hitchhiking droids, which is fun. Yeah, there's a haunted mansion reference. There's three droids, yeah. and they have their thumbs sticking out. Paris, the exit shop is super cool because there's like a star speeder, like the back end of a star speeder sticking out. Yeah. Um, and there's some cool stuff there. And the, the Tokyo facade is like stuck in the 80s. It, it reminds me so much of the Back to the Future building at Universal for some reason. Yeah. Um, it's got that kind of thing going on. It's, it's a kooky building. And you exit over a skyway. You take a mm. ramp out of the building across to um, the, the uh what you call it, Pangalactic Pizza, and it's it's just what, a Tony Solaroni. Yeah. Oh boy. So fun thing about go. this building, um, a a guy who designed toys. He was an '80s toy designer. Went to WDI and designed that building. So both the 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 it, it was an expansion of Tomorrowland where they built that like that yeah. Pangalactic Pizza port side. Yeah. And the Star Tour side, and you'll see there's some like sort of some '80s toy sort of aspects to it like little gears and stuff and it's once you know he designed like gi joe toys and stuff it's like oh all right yeah rise of the resistance that is obviously disneyland disney's hollywood studios and soon well disney studios park is no, that they're true? not building it anymore they're they not canceled, building it anymore canceled, it's though. boy tell call somebody call wikipedia i, I didn't yeah. think so but wikipedia is always correct let me look it's Excuse canceled me. for studios paris um, they canceled the Star Wars land. No I thought it was it. possible they canceled the land, but they're still doing one. No, right they're now. not doing it. So, um, I mean, they're nearly identical. Um, I like the California exterior a little more. There, you could see the waterfall a little more clearly. and Very minor, though. Very, very minor. Near, just I would just say nearly identical, and I'd call it a day and move on. Yeah, it is still listed... Come on, Wikipedia, get it together. They still list the the Quinjet ride for Hong Kong, and they're not building it. So we'll see. All right. Um, Storybook Land Canal Boats. Disneyland and Disneyland Paris. They're both great in their own way. Obviously, again, we did same same. Whatever I said for Casey Jr. applies here. Okay. Where, uh, but I what I love about. Um, the Paris one is the end scene is Return to Oz, oh. and it plays the Main Street Electrical Parade Return to Oz float music. We are about to have a bunch of, let's see, um, Studio Backlot Tour. 
Hollywood Studios and Walt Disney Studios Park now. Um, one of your favorite attractions, right? Yeah. Cars Road Trip? Cars, what's it called? Yeah, yeah Cars, Cars Road, Road Trip. Road Trip. Um, um, yeah. I forget which of our Stage 89 presenters I was on the phone with, but they didn't know that the Paris Catastrophe Canyon was still standing, and I had to explain to them what they had done to it. When that truck catches on fire. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't smoky. Is it? I don't like to laugh at others' mis- misfortune, but come on. Sir, your ass is on fire. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. Um, what was cool, the previous version, what I liked, I thought was really cute, um, there was a clapboard at Catastrophe Canyon that said, um, I think it said take two. I think there was an 89 on it. I, I have to look it up. There was a reference to the fact that this was the second Catastrophe Canyon and that the original was yeah. built in 89, which I thought was a really sweet thing. But it's yeah. – look, I'm glad it still exists. Whether Cars Road Trip is a psychotic piece of trash or not, I'm glad Catastrophe Canyon is still standing somewhere because those yeah. guys – you'll hear at Stage 89, those guys worked hard. That thing was – depending who you talk to, 13, somewhere between 11 and 13 months before the park opened was pitched and got built. Could you imagine today no. pulling that off in that amount of time? The story of the creation of that attraction is spectacular. Now, that, that tour, there were problems with that tour, right? So it was too long at times. They've yeah. changed things. Oh, it was they'll a be the first to tell thing. But yeah. Catastrophe Canyon was the highlight, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. that was... So cool, and I'm I'm sorry that it's gone. And I have friends that worked on that attraction, and they miss it dearly, and they have a lot of great feelings. And they made friends and and even uh, spouses and things like that out of out of it. And and uh, I always will have a soft spot for um, for the Studio Backlot Tour. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story Midway Mania. That is uh, DCA Hollywood Studios and Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah. The Disney Sea facade is unbeatable. It's it's um, it's like Coney Island. It's gorgeous. It's really pretty. Um, their queue has some cool stuff too, where you go like through an air conditioning vent in the in the wall. Oh, cool. Um, there's some cool little different stuff in their queue, but the rides are. I mean, they're identical. Hollywood Studios is better than DCA for that. Uh, DCA, I don't like the queue at all. Yeah. It's like I'm in Grandma's house or something. It's not. It's not theme. It doesn't make me feel like I'm in Toy Story. It's because it wasn't supposed yeah. to. It's supposed yeah. to be Victorian Pier. Yeah. Yeah. Garbage. Um, I like the little scene at the exit though, where it's like the the. Is, was his name Gustav Tinkerschmidt, the guy who ran Pick, uh, Paradise Pier? I don't um, but <laughs> it was like his office, and clearly, Come like on. he gave he gave his child the Toy Story Midway Mania playset, and so the box is open on the ground on the rug. Oh, nice! It's it's a cute little scene. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if we want to get into this because they are not the same ride, but they are uh, rides that uh, are similar. Which would be a submarine voyage slash twenty thousand leagues under the sea. It is a submarine ride. Yeah. Uh, twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Uh, unbeatable aesthetic from the exterior. Yeah, the subs are yeah. The subs are incredible. Harper Goff, man. Um, yeah. That's it's hard to compare them. I had I have been on both of them in different iterations, right? Yeah. Um, but it's really hard the to compare. The coolest them. thing at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco was, at least for me, because I'm, you know, that's I love Twenty Thousand Leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, they have original Harper Goff drawings and stuff for the Nautilus. That was really cool. Wow. Yeah. I have uh, at 
Destination D23 a couple years ago. I bought that photo where you have the Skyway going by, you have the Nautilus yeah. down below, and you have Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in the background. Yeah. I had to get that. Yeah. I bought that one. I think when we move next door, I think that that's going to be my, my office is going to be 20,000 leagues, I think. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. We can put in a little porthole for you to look out at the workers. We'll all wear, like, dive suits just to make you feel like... We'll fill the window slightly with water so it looks like it's, like, half submerged. (sighs) Um, Toy Story parachute drop. Oh, the Green Army Men parachute drop? That's Hong Kong and uh, Walt Disney Studios. They're the same. Yeah. The carnival ride. Uh, Tron Light Cycle Run. That is Shanghai and the Magic Kingdom. They're They're both ugly. They're both fun and ugly. I don't they're think they're ugly. ugly. I think they're cool looking. The I Shanghai just, one looks better where it's placed. Ours is very out of place, and you could see the show building too clearly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm sorry. It's ugly. Here's a good one. And I know which one's going to be your favorite. Um, Tower of Terror. I mean, I mean, for nostalgic reasons, it has to be Florida. Yeah. Um, but Disney Sea is like its own thing. The story is so cool. When Disney Sea runs so early in the year, Disney Sea will run the like jacked up version where they they like so regularly their Tower of Terror is very tame. Um, basically, it feels like you're sitting in a. You ever been in an elevator in a skyscraper? Yeah. And they go real fast. That's what the Tokyo one feels like, and and everyone around you is freaking out, and you're like, this is barely moving. Um, but then in, like, January to March or April, they run, like, the Unlimited one. Which is, like, the one here it's normally. It's basically gar- – no, it's, like, the Guardians ride okay. profile, but with Tower. And, like, that theming – like, the God, the building is beautiful. The story is really cool. The character, like, Shriki Atundus is really cool. Like, Your former roommate. Totem. Yeah. Um, and then Joe Rohde, of course, playing uh, Harrison Hightower, who's a member of C, but he's an evil – member of C and just everything. The shop, the shop is in the pool. And so they've boarded up the pool. So if you look at the ground, you see the edge of the pool, but then there's wood boards covering the pool deck. It's amazing. It's so cool. That building, by the way, when I, the first time I saw it, like obviously it's it, same, same shape. Yeah. Uh, but totally different look. Mm. And it, it looks Fantastical! It looks amazing. There's something really special about the architecture, the way it looks, just with that different facade. It looks like incredible. The Disney Sea one, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, it's like 1910s New York. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, obviously the original at Walt Disney World. They're both. I love both of them. I could not pick between the two. And all I would say beyond that is, thank God the California one died a, a slow death because it deserved it. Um, I will never forget when they were converting it while it was open, and I uh, we were we lovingly referred to it, not so lovingly probably, as paper bag the ride, because it just was a big brown tarp over the whole building. Who you want to ride paper bag the ride? It's worth saying, they did a reasonably competent job turning it into um, the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. mission breakout. They proved it is. Right. Um, it is better than it has any business being. Yeah. That being said, it's still, it's weird. It's not, the queue is small. The queue is good once you're inside, yeah. but you're only inside for a few minutes. Yeah. Right? The queue is kind of small and unthemed, and you don't yeah. really feel anything. Um, and you oh, didn't I when it was Tower cool. of Terror anyway. I think it's cool. Um, I Compared to Florida, where you really feel like you're on the grounds of this, like, yeah. old, historic, disused hotel. 
um, that is incredible. And I, I tell people all the time, I feel like um, for theming of an attraction and everything, they, they hit every note yeah. perfectly in Florida with the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Pardon the every pun. It's the height. part of it, yeah. The height of Imagineering. Yeah. That period is the height. Yeah. That is uh, perfection. You cannot – I don't think you can improve upon it. Um, and for my money, it's hard to it's hard to go against that, right? But I really want to go to Tokyo to see because yeah. I love that this different take on it. They add this – first, the sea tie-in. Yeah. And uh, the Shariki Atundu story. Uh, what I was told, I was told kind of what you said, though. Uh, Jill, I know when she went last year, was like, the people are just screaming to scream. It's not a, It's not yeah. very thrilling. Yeah. They're screaming. I don't know if it's because they're easily scared or if they just are getting it, it out. Yeah, they're right? getting it out, right? Because the, the thing there is in, in normal life, you don't get to be loud. Everyone's very quiet and reserved. Yeah. And Disney is the place you can go in, in Japan and be yourself, right? Um, and that's what that's what's touching about Japan is what it means to them. It's clearly so important to them. I watch the Imagineering story, and um, the Imagineer gets choked up too. Like after the earthquake, mm-hmm. they show the footage of them coming back the reopening day, yeah. and everyone's in tears. And you feel that when you're there, you feel that they they love it the way that that's what I fell in love with more than the parks even was. It's a park full of people who love the thing the way you do, right? If you're watching this show, you probably have a really deep love of this thing. And that's that's what I fell in love with was how passionate the people are there. You know? Yeah. Um, but Stage 89 plug again, if you want to learn about Tower of Terror, man, we're going to have all of the most important people that built this attraction. No pressure on us to put on this event because we have some superstars. There's your link. Yeah, uh, and we're not we're not only going to just talk about the first version in Florida. We have some individuals who worked on the updates, and actually, um, one of them told me a really cool story that about them reprogramming for Tower of Terror two. Yeah, um, and them and they were I think listening on the radio. It was the night Mark McGuire broke the home run record. Okay, and they were reprogramming. I know exactly where I was. Yeah, and they were reprogramming in the tower oh. that night. Yeah. Oh, I was in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. It wasn't wow. as fun. Yeah. Um, we have arrived at the last attraction. This is the one I said reminds me the most of a universal attraction. Can you think of what it might be? It's at the end of the alphabet. Well, it's, yeah. Does it start with a T? Nope. It starts with a W. I'm blanking. Just go. We're running long. Web Slingers. Oh, gross. A Spider-Man adventure. They're both garbage. Uh, And not to denigrate Universal, I do think they have some great rides. But it has the feel of a Universal ride, which is very heavily based on screens. Um, A queue that leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, it's there is no, for me, no repeatability. I know people... That I went with that thought it's it was fun. It's a fun game, but uh, I don't want to wait old. for it. It gets old sitting there doing this. I, you know what I like to do? Meal. I like to eat. I eat uh, I'll go to California. I'll eat a big meal mm-hmm. and then be like, I want to do web slingers now and get my, you know. Get your cardio get in. Get cardio going, yeah, because uh, I get very serious about it. <laughs> this is – so someone came up with this technology, right? I mean somebody – it was it's an existing technology cool. that they refined uh, to integrate into a ride, which yeah. is creative. But just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Yeah. And in this case, I think this is a ride that 
nobody goes on this ride and it's like, I, if this is your favorite ride, let us know in the comments. I want to know. Someone just said, a Blood Sparrow said it's good if you're a single rider and don't have to wait. I'm sorry, but I don't want to squeeze in a row with no separation from three other people and then hit them with my arm. Yeah. You know, I, that's, I don't want to sit with strangers and then like kind of fight over them. To sling webs. If you've been at Disney all day, you might want an excuse to hit people. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Start, start. <laughs> I was playing the game. <laughs> um, no, it is. Um, I think it's the worst attraction at DCA. Uh, and that's saying something. Inside out emotional whirlwind. Well, okay. Like carnival rides. But, but like actually rides that were engineered by Disney as real rides. I just... I just think it's not up to par. I think for for something that's one of the newest ride, is it the newest ride at DCA? Yeah. Yeah. For the newest ride that you have to lay out some turd like this is inexcusable. Yeah. And I don't know if it's yeah. the budget or what. Avengers Campus in general sounds like a cool concept, even though it doesn't make any sense in a park about California. I hate it. Um but it's it just I I've I've never been let down as much as I was by Avengers Campus, with the exception of the Stuntronic, like, Spider-Man. Everything else in Avengers Campus has yeah. been a letdown to I, me. I like the Pim food. That's about uh, it. Both of the Pim restaurants. It's like. it's fun. It's a fun idea. I like that, that cake. I had the cake. It's not going to bring me back. They replaced the Choco Smash candy bar with the cake. That cake is deadly. I love that bar. That I hate so good. that stupid bar outside of Pim Kitchen yeah, where you have to wait in this awkward. Better. You have to get you. You go up to the bar and they yeah. point and there's a line like 50 feet away of people waiting in a line that's not marked as a line. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. I, I'm with you. I want to like it. I want. I I like Marvel. I like the idea that they were going to have this this thing and. And I think nothing is more indicative of the failure than web slingers. I just think it's. I it's think if so anything, bad. if anything summarizes the Bob Chapek era of the Walt Disney Company, it will forever be Avengers Campus. Yeah, both of them. I think it's it's gray gray pavers and buildings that look like industrial warehouses and rides that make you feel nothing and restaurants that are kind of forgettable. Like it's. It's it just sums it sums up his the, time with the company. The Stuntronic robot is good. Yeah. And I like that they just have characters out on that kind of mezzanine thing all the time. Yeah. You can see and they can mix in look, they had Moon Knight out like characters yeah, that you that don't was see cool. a lot of. But it's so uh, hard in California, the way the land is laid out, it's so hard to see stuff and when they do run sorry, I hit the mic. When they do run shows, the whole like middle of the land shuts down. You can't even I had to pick up a mobile order. I couldn't get to the door of Pim to go get it. I also think the theming there just over there's some bleed between um like uh Cars Land and Avengers Campus, where you're there. trying to ride Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, and you're hearing Avengers stuff going on, or you're trying to yeah. immerse yourself in the Avengers feel, and you're hearing Larry the Cable Guy singing. You know, I just think yeah. Cars Land was so perfect. Missed opportunity because Cars Land is so good. It was so perfect. They had to ruin that side of it. Ugh. Makes me sad. It is sad. But we have uh, also arrived at the end, which is double sad. Yeah, we've arrived at the end of the podcast. We're actually going to be recording another one in just a moment because we're going to have to do two uh, today. We have to see Jake. Two, might have to go. Uh, no, Jake's flight is tonight. He'll be okay. 
I thought it's like in two oh, wait. hours. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we might not have an episode in two weeks, or we might have a very short episode we'll coming up. We'll cut this one in half. One uh, Wigs, you can hang out with us for a few minutes here. And for the rest of you, uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the WDW News Today podcast. We'll see you next time. See you real soon. <laughs>